Save Room Reviews, Kubo. This is a reunion of sorts, a promise kept by Nomura. This is a big event, Daniel. We are reviewing none other than Final Fantasy VII Remake. And this is part one of a part seven cast that we're going to be giving <laughs> to you over the years. I didn't know. I, we can't promise the fans no, that it'll be just seven. Yeah. This is expansive. But I can know? guarantee you that while we're working on this part, the second one is already in development. It's in development so, right now. Yeah. Um, we ha- we've outsourced to a different team. Mm-hmm. Um, they sound exactly like us. Yeah. It's amazing. But they're recording generally our opinions. Um, I think they're called Daniel and Revan. Daniel and Revan. They're another timeline. <laughs> no, we had to give the the split screen guys something to do. Yeah. How excited are you to talk about this video game? Daniel, the Finn fan himself. Wow. Uh, I'm honored Finn I'm honored fan. to be here talking my, yeah. my my biggest Finn fan everything here today. I actually I forget we talk about this how uh how big of a Final Fantasy fan I am and can be. I think I just lose sight of it and because there's so many other games that I consume in a calendar year, and a Final Fantasy game doesn't come out every year like it used to, you know? So I forget. I forget right. where I came from in between those moments. Well, it's harder to make these suckers, yeah. man. It's hard to pack that much emotion mm-hmm. onto one disc anymore. That's true. That's true. Graphics, emotion. You know how you know many teraflops at Square? Expended. Expended. Listen, I have at least 100 it's gigabytes a worth. I, I, I doubled down on it, yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> I have at least 100 gigabytes worth of emotion yeah. and thoughts here. I have too much to say. That, that's how excited I am about this game and how enamored I am with it. It's, the, the, it's a treat. The emotion was so heavy on the disc that they had to like have one to load the data of emotion mm-hmm. yeah. and the second to actually, actually execute. play it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Yeah. There's so much here. Yeah, so can you... Can you tell the viewers mm-hmm. about your legacy with the title first? And... <laughs> this is a funny story. <laughs> yeah, tell tell me what's up about this, man. So uh, have you, fin to finish, have you played Final Fantasy VII, the original, the 1997 classic? Um, okay, so my uh, Final Fantasy VII history here, um, growing up, I was a Sega kid, and my stepdad brought a PS1 to the house, and he like had... Like a bit... newborn baby. Yeah. He was, Here's he... your new brother, Daniel. <laughs> I, I, I was jealous of that quite frequently um but so he brings home this new child wrapped in a little you know baby's blanket and it's it's gray and it's cold and it's different than my genesis but i'm like okay okay and i see him playing through like you know the opening reactor scene i'm like oh this is kind of crazy looking it looks way different than anything i'd ever seen and then there was like five years in between that and my actual first-hand experience with it because i did not continue to grow up with a playstation in my house i didn't actually play final fantasy 7 until i had a ps2 uh, oh wow! I was stressing and, and flexing the PS2's backwards compatibility. Remember that, that Sony? Remember that? Um, they remember it. Yeah, they remember it well. <laughs> it's just now it's like asterisks. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't even actually my first Final Fantasy either. So like, I, I Kingdom Hearts was my entry into like all things Nomura and Final Fantasy. How and was then that a fact? I played ten. And then nine was my first, like, you know, PS1 era. And yeah. then seven. And, and then seven. Seven I got pretty hard on. Skipping that eight, huh? Yeah. Back uh, skipping that eight. It's just going on there. You know, the don't, friends don't I just, had... Don't start a sentence with, it just... The, the friends in my life... You just didn't have respect. At the time, I, they didn't have the respect for, me, uh, for it. Because I got these games from friends. They're like, here, try this game out. And I'm like, okay, cool. 
I was going purely on recommendation for a while. Okay. Okay. So Final Fantasy VII, did I got hard into it. it. Did I did beat not it? beat did it. That's, see, got, that's what I'm trying to So know. I got to the third disc, which is like where you go to the Northern Caverns, you fight Genova, you fight mm-hmm. Sephiroth, and I stopped playing. Um, why would I stop playing? Well, you didn't want it to end. I just didn't want it to end. I wanted to <laughs> savor it like a last bite. You know, when you when you have a brownie, you just keep cutting it into fourths just to savor it forever. I don't relate, but I saved a big uh, piece yeah. of chicken last. Yeah, for that's sure. That's what that was like for me um, savor it. in reality final fantasy 10 2 came out and i stopped playing it pretty hard i caught it cold turkey <laughs> hang on what it was the dress fears man they no. kept me going what 10 2 final fantasy 10 2 final fantasy 10 2 i don't think 10 2 interrupted anybody's schedule <laughs> in the history of ever in, in 2003 it was like an epoch event really for a lot of a oh lot yeah because people people weren't sure like if you mm. didn't have access to a game pro magazine you're just like oh shit they made a two to ten well there was something exciting about it, it too because like, oh, like a, a lot of people yeah. hail 10 as like their favorite it's my favorite yeah. um of like you know the modern ones i guess is it, um, is it still your favorite now is it still your favorite is it still because <laughs> i hear this guy shouting around the house how much he's in love with this fucking <laughs> that's all i talk about it's all he talks all I talk about, about. You're getting stuck in discussions mm-hmm. uh, uh, about it, basically. I get stuck in, like, discussions with, like, random clerks now, where I'm like, hey, talk to me about this game. I know I shouldn't even be out. Do they look like... at you and they're like, you're definitely a guy playing Final Fantasy They look at me VII. and they're like, your eyes. Those are the eyes of a soldier. They're so green. <laughs> He's got the Mako sickness. And then I just can't stop talking whoa, whoa, about whoa, it. Whoa, 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 yeah. Revisionist. Yeah. Mako. Ma- Mako. Mako, sir. <laughs> show, show the respect. <laughs> and, okay. and that vein, I decided to also dub this the Remako cast right. as well. But, um, so, yeah, 10 was my, my favorite, um, and that's, that's kind of the history in that. But my excitement level for this game was kind of, like, non-existent until it was, where I know a lot of people probably, like, once they saw the evolution of what 10 could do for, like, Final Fantasy graphics, so, like, Remake 7. And I know there was murmurings of it all the way back in, like, 2003. Like, people were, like, kind of, like, talking about it fervently and, like... Yeah, you know what? Because they did a tech demo for (laughs) PlayStation 3 that, like, ignited that, and then Square had to do damage control for Mm -hmm. literally, like, a year, saying, it's not in development, it was just a tech demo, we were just showing off the graphics, We're just seeing what we could do. Yeah. But I think they were testing the bed for it the entire time, because I feel like that's something they wanted to do since, like, 1998. Like, much like, you know, Resident Mm -hmm. Evil 2 and their version of, like, what the game could have always been, I'm sure they're always planning on, like, how can we make this bigger someday, you know? Maybe. 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 I think it's just, like, how do we make more money tomorrow? Sure, 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 sure. Is the the number one question. And then when when it comes to the creative, it's like, what do you want to do? And they're just like, I need to make 15 sequels to Kingdom Hearts. It's like, Nomura. Nomura, Nomura, (laughs) Nomura, baby. Nomura, quit. No, Marie. <laughs> um, how about a remake of Final Fantasy VII? He's just like, I'd rather put integral plot elements from Kingdom Hearts onto a Nokia game. Onto <laughs> a Nokia game? Like, I don't know how they convince anybody to do Seven around there. I'm sure, like, yeah. every time you're just like, hey, do you want to revisit the past? You're like, no. <laughs> that, like, that's, the creators are like that, uh, Yeah, right? I would say it's like, kind of boring to, to recycle that. But maybe. You can definitely tell that, like, the last 10, 15 years of Nomura's career, he's really just going out there and doing what he wanted. And even some of the ideas no, in this one that he executed like you could tell he's still like flexing that hard like creative emotion yeah range th- there there's a high level of nomura weirdness yeah uh, it gets pretty Final weird to see seven remake that is not present yeah. in the original let me real quick um i can't cast any stones mm-hmm. one i don't think that's a material you can get two <laughs> i did not ever complete final mm-hmm. fantasy 7 the original my legacy very quickly i actually started with nine mm-hmm. rented nine from a blockbuster Back said this is amazing that. Picked up the Game Pro magazine and was like, "Oh shit, eight looks like mature 
real realistic. Let me go play that and then fell in love with eight. Let me ask you, since I've actually never yeah. rented a, a PlayStation game from a blockbuster. Oh, what? Were the discs separate or did it all come as one rental? It, it all came <laughs> as one rental. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, I know what you're talking about because they used to do that to like TV shows yeah. and shit where it's like episodes one through three of Wishbone or... <laughs> or the Torkoal <laughs> sentence. VHS or whatever. Yeah, yeah and then it, always yeah. episodes four through six would be gone. Um, <laughs> so now I, I beat eight and then I had some interest in playing seven and I remember just like dropping off because my little kid brain was like, all these really good graphics from like eight and nine aren't mm-hmm. here. And yeah. I was very superficial mm-hmm. same to this day actually like there are points like in between when i first played the game and like last year where i tried to get back into it but the graphics just put me off so hard where i'm like yeah, yeah i'm i want to play something new and, and pleasing to look i know at. i know it sounds yeah. shallow but yeah. like when i was a kid that's how it was mm-hmm. and but i have since revisited the original game on when it came out for switch last summer last summer mm-hmm. and i got a good way through the game i got to where you pick up red 13 in your party okay so still didn't beat it. No. Still didn't beat it. So really what, only like five, six hours into the game. Yeah. So what, what makes this game interesting for me is like I kind of have a fresh lens and mm-hmm. some of the content and some of the ideas coming my way because yes. it does integrate from past the point that they're remaking. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I don't want to get into super, super spoilers just yet. I want to talk high level. I think this game is great. Right? I think this game is exceptional. I think there right. is no game that has come out this year, <laughs> maybe even last year or the last decade, that can really compete with it on the same wavelength. I yeah, sure. Like I, I I don't even want to. It's outstanding. I don't even want to dismiss other video games. You know, they're they're doing their thing yeah. too. But yeah, for yeah. me, just this game, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I am enraptured like mm-hmm. playing it. I mm-hmm. really like being in this world. I really like what they've done. Um, and I think for me, I'm I'm a little more distance from the series in some ways mm-hmm. as many and as long as i've played sure final fantasy games but i'm still like i'm not hardcore in love of turn-based games we know that turn-based mm-hmm. combat oh no hiss. Oh, hiss i know i know i know <laughs> hey, hey hey it's it, it i don't want to okay. yuck anybody's yum like it it's i there's definitely games that i tolerate that combat like persona's amazing right persona yes. 5 is amazing games like that yeah, yeah yeah it's fine but it's stylistic and it's modern but i'm i'm you know i'm i got that lizard brain right like <laughs> i i want to be the soldier on the field i don't want to control a soul like 20 soldiers yeah you know like i want to be the guy i want to be the guy with the gun i want to be the guy mm-hmm. with the sword so that's why turn base always kind of like you know made me feel a little well, i think we like our action games a little more like you and i are of like games. that action rpg action adventure breed yeah you know and this game plays into that hand very very well and very right very um expertly too I- i'd say yeah so it really does feel like oh shit it's a final fantasy really made for me mm-hmm. you know? honestly too so it is a final fantasy both mm-hmm. for fans and newcomers because i feel like you can onboard with this game as a brand new experience never have played a final fantasy and it's like actually a perfect starting point sure yeah. there's some fanfare nods that are special for people like us who have history with sure, it sure, sure. And some things might not make sense to newcomers. Some, honestly, some things don't make sense to us, you know, as people who have played it. I, I, remind me about the moment that was bewildering. Uh, there was a moment that was bewildering to me. You'll know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. It happens in uh, Sector 7. It's a certain cutscene. In the bar? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. There was another cutscene where I, was, I had walked up to you and I was like, who is this character? So I definitely didn't beat gotcha. Final Fantasy VII, mm-hmm. obviously, because like, there's a whole litany of characters that you meet and are in your party mm-hmm. that I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, Literally, my whole knowledge of this mm-hmm. game is what they remade, which yeah. is kind of interesting. So, super high level. Um, yeah. This yeah. game, all intents and purposes, it is... It is a remake, but it's not like a one for one in the way that like yeah. recent ones have been, say like, you know, Resident Evil remake, two remake, three remake, or other games that have come. It's more of like a re envisioning and like a reboot 
of the, the series. I won't, no, not of the series. game. No, no, no. It's a reboot of, the of Final Fantasy yeah. VII by yeah. itself. It is a reboot of it, which is really well, an interesting approach to take. I would even which say would this purest off. Yes, I would say the series though, because it snowballs all these other elements into it. Like there are moments from like That's Crisis Core, Advent Children, you know, yes, all this shit. <laughs> so. yeah, there, no, no, no. There, it, it, it's definitely like it. It has a lot of inspirations yeah. here and there. You were telling me about some of the one of the biggest inspirations is in the combat. Mm-hmm. Um, the stagger system comes from Final Fantasy 13. It does, yes. Which I wasn't aware because I literally played two hours of Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 13, and I think that was about an hour and a half of cutscenes. Yeah. So this game, the, the combat's very much evolved from, like, you know, the random encounter turn-based stuff, which they've kind of already moved away from. I think, like, 12... Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 12, the Zodiac Age, was the one that kind of, like, it was more of an open-world MMO feel where it, it was still turn-based, but, like, you weren't hitting random encounters. And then 13 evolved that, and then 15 was like, okay, we're just going to make action RPG with the stagger system and with the warp striking, and then kind of evolve it from there. Was stagger so, in 15? Yeah, it was. Oh, damn. So, I, I've played hours and hours of that game, and I forgot that. The thing about... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am wrong. I don't remember Stagger, but yeah. I do remember, like, yeah, Warp Strike. And, yeah. And, I do uh, remember the boys like, and cooking was a huge mechanic. Mm-hmm. Cooking and fishing. Was, cooking was the backbone. Oh, fishing. Yeah. Oh, the my Prince of Pain. Goodness. Jesus Christ. But, so, yeah, 13 started the system. There was a, a paradigm system where you've kind of built your party in certain, like, class sets where you would have, like, Ravager, Savage, and Medics. And you would do a thing where, with a magic-based class, you would build a Stagger meter. And then once you hit it, an enemy would go down and get staggered. Then you would switch up to heavier class attacks and just wail on it. Mm. And this game does that, but it's so real-time and so fluid as you, like snappy as you like rotate between characters and build up attacks with one that others end up finishing with so it's it's really smart it feels really modern and uh really intuitive i think the character switching is so smooth yeah so very smooth and the way that they've blended the the tactical element so coming as an outsider too Mm -hmm. like my best comparison i have for it is what they did with mass effect 2 Hmm. and how you would um use other people's like bionic attacks with bionic I'm so far away from that game. <laughs> bionic attacks. Well, wasn't that your bionicle? What was that? The bionic. Yeah, yeah. The, Omnitool. The Omnitool. Your Omnitool. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Yeah, getting so closer. We're, we're feeling it out. That's EA. You should have remastered it. Yeah. You know. Right. I'm, I'm losing the memory of it. Anyway, but um, basically, it's like real time combat. Some people say like it's a little hack and slash. You know, I was like, yeah, I love that. But mm-hmm. there's like a lot of variety to that unto itself in the normal combat of like mm-hmm. being able to dodge, roll, and stuff like that. But press X, boom, freeze time. Use your goddamn ATB, your active uh, time battle. Is yes. that what it's called, yeah. right? You got like little two bars that fill up and you have to, that's how you, uh, you expend those bars to use items, magic, and special abilities. Mm-hmm. And it adds this layer of like risk versus reward because of the real time nature. Yes. But you can still pause time and just think about what is my next move. It's actually it's amazing. so cool because it's just like. You sometimes in those more frantic, heavier boss fights, you need to really be able to think in the moment and strategize. And that freeze time, it's like your character slows down to like one one thousandth of a second so slow but you're like okay should i you know fire like throw down a fire attack should i heal this person should i you know maybe put up a barrier what's gonna happen and it's so like strategically done yeah and you can use it if you want to 
sometimes you don't need to, but it's it's helpful to have. I, I think for some people, especially if you haven't delved into some of the action-heavy Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts games, because there is a lot of inspiration there, yes. too, um, it'll be overwhelming to have, mm-hmm. like, literally three sets of UI to manage on the screen at once. It's but a bit it, much. But it becomes, like, kind of second nature as you get through mm-hmm. the game. Like, the game really trains you yeah. uh, to get used Honestly, to it. Honestly, it reminds me of what Kingdom Hearts does, where you on the bottom left of the screen... You have your shortcut commands for, like, items, yeah. attacks, and uh, magic. And then on the right side, you have, like, your party and your health bars and, like, you know, kind of their stats. And then there's another menu somewhere on the screen. I forget which part. Nomura hit it. Yeah, he hit it. He hit that one. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta do a special roll for it. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's all very, like, cleanly mapped. It's not super obtrusive. And it really does help you kind of get a good visual sense. But, yeah, it's it might not be for everybody. I've actually heard people say that they don't prefer the franchise's making in terms of combat. I've seen people say they don't like it. But... <sighs> There is the the um, tactical mode, and there is a classic mode if you want to play it too, which kind of makes it more turn based. Is it more turn based yeah. than that? I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. It, so turn based, I I can't imagine what that because I never I never watched it. Mm-hmm. Is it kind of like twelve at that point, the way that they did it, because you can move around? Mm. I th- I would think so. I can't speak to it because I haven't seen it. I've just heard that they included it. They're not like lining you up like like yeah. in uh, the classic. Yeah, they're not freezing the frame and making kind of like yeah. fucking battle and, and stance. Yeah, you, you're just standing and taking it. Yeah, that's my see. That was my, that's my problem with turn based combat. Mm-hmm. Not not to again. I'm trying not to yuck anyone's yeah. yum here. New year, we need some uh, mm-hmm. we need some understanding. Sympathy and understanding, wow. but um, <laughs> it it feels I don't like words. I'm just getting slapped around in place, going like, okay, I got away from my ATB. That, mm-hmm. that, that's like a drawback for me. Like it was fine in 1997, but mm-hmm. I like what they're doing with it. Honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing more games adopt this uh, this kind of combat. The, the The one drawback actually is that the ATB that you have to wait for your ATB mm-hmm. bars to charge to do any number of actions you can still free roam and kind of charge it a little more quickly but otherwise like you can't even drop an item unless you have a full atb bar so it's still kind of like you're still waiting playing a waiting game or playing defensively in between sure sure but like eventually you Mm -hmm. have ways to even manage your atb in order to enhance it or sure and it also like um if you've noticed atb for the people in your or the players in your party that Mm -hmm. you're not playing as charges much more slowly until you switch to them yeah and so it's this kind of like dynamic that says hey Go try out Tifa for a second. It mm-hmm. might she might actually be really effective in this fight. Mm-hmm. Or go try out Barrett. You know, and I, I actually like that that dynamism of I feel like I am a trio at once instead mm-hmm. of just like Cloud and his buddies, which is really cool about this. Yeah, game. yeah, and I think they do a really great job at making all four of the playable characters, you know, Cloud, Tifa, Aerith, and Barrett all feel unique and integral to each battle. Mm-hmm. Like you're sorely in a spot where you know you have characters that don't matter. You know, if you're with Cloud <gasps> and you have Aerith. She's good with, you know, range attacks. Barrett and Tifa, same deal. You have Tifa's dynamic of action up close melee, and then Barrett's, like, build them up from afar. So, like, there's a good synergy between characters, and Mm. it's really deliberate, actually. Because, like, in the other Final Fantasies, like, you get to a point where you can kind of pick your party and do what you want with them. So I'm I'm interested to see how, like, later installments are going to handle it once you do have a full party and maybe that open world feel of like, okay, do I want to actually send Barrett in? Do I want to bring Sid in? Who do I want to bring in this time, you know? Yeah, that'd be so. interesting to matter. That, that's one thing to note before, again, again, guys, we'll let you know when the heavy-ass spoilers come. And this yeah. is all real high level, mm-hmm. right? We're looking at the map of Midgar yes. right now. We'll get into the slums soon. But <laughs> the spoiler we're, slums... We're looking down from the plate. Yeah. Oh, oh why oh. is it wobbling? <laughs> it's that but, wobbly pizza. So the game is 
well, pretty linear, to be honest with you. Yes. There, there's a lot of very linear moments, <laughs> and there's a lot of moments even down to the degree of, like, the game is going to wrestle control of you in order to, like, do a little drama, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. going to take take you control of your camera to make sure you're looking at the spot that Nomura wants you to look at. You know, and some, some of those bits get a little, like, tedious because there's mm-hmm. just so many of them. But yeah. at the same time, it's like the ride that they take you on that's mm-hmm. so deliberate is so good that I'm willing to forgive those moments where it's just like, yeah, this was totally like stage or whatever, you know? Yeah. So it, it takes nods from, I feel 15 and 13 in that way where those mm. games were very hyper focused when they were trying to be linear. Um, this game has no open world. You have maybe three hub worlds that you can do like a number of side quests within of which there are what? 26 side quests max. And then things that you can do outside of those as well. So for the most part, the game's pretty much a very focused narrative adventure. That's, mm-hmm. that's, this game, it feels to the tune of like, you know, Uncharted, where you're whisked from set piece to set piece in really interesting ways. But it still has that Final Fantasy element of, well, you're going to backtrack, you're going to revisit areas that like you had a cause and effect on, characters are going to remember you, they're going to have that open, you know, RPG feel of like, familiarity where it's like oh you're you're cloud the merc you you help me you help the kids you fucking you stop shinra like you know so there's that world recognition of of the actions you're doing so going back through those those areas that you have to traipse back through feels important feels like it's earned too you said traipse yeah it's a good word yeah (laughs) okay um but the the linearity does kind of um it gets in its own way sometimes i feel like Mm -hmm. um but otherwise for the most part this game is like 20 hours of a movie it, it re, you are watching a very beautifully done cinematic narrative scope, you know, with, yes. with combat and side quest in between. <laughs> right. And, and I, I think some people might find that approach uh, maybe a little jarring, maybe even like a little pretentious. Yeah. But the thing is, it's done so very well that it was like, oh, wow, they really nailed this vision down. down like the way that the characters are fleshed out, the way they're oh characterized, God. the way that they feel so real. Like I really did feel a big connection to these characters. To all of them, right? to every last one of them. Because the game gives all of these characters these moments to breathe, show mm-hmm. you who they are, mm-hmm. have them interact, which is the best part. And then, then do like different combinations of mm-hmm. like, oh, you're going to meet these people together. Oh, here you go. Like it, it's, it's done so well that I'm like you know what yeah i Mm -hmm. i i'm okay if this is like what the next part's gonna be too but i would like some of those more open elements to it Mm -hmm. because you're right it trips up on itself here and there especially with like you know okay here's a level where basically there's side quests to give you that that feeling of agency yeah but there isn't like much more to do beyond that it's definitely not an open world game Mm -hmm. by any fashion no not at all and honestly i would still concede that this is probably the least final fantasy game that has ever been released i mean yes and (laughs) no in terms of approach yes and no people said that about 15 (laughs) as well at least there's an open world in 15 um there there's there's a big heart to the game that just says final fantasy to me but yeah i think that's a big warning for fans where it's like this is not a traditional remake and in a lot of ways and we'll get into it Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna this is gonna be a very popular word this episode Mm -hmm. it subverts what seven is you get the sense actually pretty early on that that's what they're trying to do with it too. There's hints and yeah. nods, and then it just becomes like this roller coaster of like we're going somewhere else. And actually, that's the most effective parts of the game, in my opinion. I think that's actually the most effective way to enjoy it too. Just accept mm-hmm. the ride. You know, have your memory of what the original game was. It's always going to be there. It's always going to be special. I'm replaying it right now, and I'm like, yeah, this game is still great for what it was. But <laughs> this remake is 
in a weight class of its own and you just have to respect what it does and if you don't like the decisions that Nomura and Katase made you still have the original right you know? so like they've, they've gone out of their way to say like we're not like replacing it right mm-hmm. we're like this is not supposed to be like oh hey fuck that canon here's this in fact it's again I won't get into spoilers mm-hmm. it is uber respectful of what that canon was but it's yes. trying to let you know this is a new thing yeah, it's super respectful of can- of the canon because it was made with so much love. You yeah. can tell that the team, uh, whether the you know veterans that were on it, um, the returning veterans, composers, illustrators, directors, producers, or the newer people who grew up loving it, the and now new get to work blood on it, that, that works, that, that new Mako people... blood. Yo, uh, you can tell they all came together to create a, a vision that was just built out of love and you know homage to what the original was, um, and it's it's super special. I think um, it, I think it's the right yeah. amount of everything, right? Like this this could have been like. Um, too much sugar it is too much yeah. nostalgia stuffed into it but no it really just feels like hey mm-hmm. the right balance of here's some new surprising elements mm-hmm. and kind of like a really exciting direction forward yes. for something that's still very familiar and very mm-hmm. respectful and loving toward the source yeah. material i'm actually shocked too with the amount of time that they had for this what they came up with yeah like uh if they started production in 2015 because that's what and, and they had to they had to retool it because remember cyber connect 2 yeah. was actually doing the game mm-hmm. uh they have done sura's wrath before and okay. then a lot of the naruto weird arena fighting games mm-hmm. I, i've never played them myself either but yeah. yeah it was surprising that they were on the job but apparently square was not super satisfied with their work and ended up saying let's do this internal it's a little baffling to me that they would outsource it at all right yeah like such a beloved known sony exclusive for the longest time that like yeah. you, you could tell what maybe launched uh you know the the modern rpg for a lot of people uh and then for them to just kind of give it away to a different team like i don't know i would want my best people on that yeah and so. it, it seems like that's exactly what happened maybe somebody had the same uh mm-hmm. uh come come to christ realization yeah. there and was like we, we need to bring back sephiroth <laughs> but I, I will say for all of our praise, I, I think this game is astounding. It does have some rough edges. Um, it is, yeah. like, astoundingly gorgeous. Probably one of the most stunning, like, this-gen game I've ever seen. But, like, it's got rough edges where you could tell sure. that maybe they didn't, like, take their time, like, with certain textures uh, or or things that could have been a little smoother in terms of performance. Yeah, sometimes you get yeah. some weird pop-ins. Sometimes they there's definitely these, like, matte backgrounds that look like they're definitely pre-rendered. Yeah. Um, and are just... A there's little a little too blurry for for the you know when you go when you go to the hotel to um there's like a ps1 door that just looks so like out of place you're like Ugh. oh yeah it refuses to load yeah. textures that door's so stubborn yep yeah. or um, like I, where you're climbing the shinra tower right and you look over the city and it looks like a like pre-rendered like yeah. fmv and i'm like okay you you kind of skipped around this. I don't think it was like a, you know, intentional stylistic thing. I think it's just like they put their focus and asset and energy in the moments that they knew we'd be looking at most and maybe skim corners elsewhere. Uh, yeah. no, I'm not going to fault them for yeah. it, man. I would have done the same fucking thing where it's just like, hey, does, yeah. like if we actually uh, had to put some resources in this, how much would it delay yeah. it? And somebody would be like, I don't know, man, it's not worth it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's or, true. I'm fine with the decision. Like it doesn't bother me that much because they honestly put so much oomph in mm. literally every other aspect in this game right especially those cinematics man those are great oh my god cinematics. this game this game like it's cinematics remember when like people were like they're losing their minds about mm-hmm. advent children going like i wish there was a game like this and i was like they did make that but mm-hmm. better yeah. it's better than that it's this is better than any imagining of it the i'm in-game sorry game cut scenes are better than advent children <laughs> in its entirety it's great so let's cut the let's cut to the chase here. Yeah, let's yeah. fucking let's get, get in our crazy motorcycles yeah, what, what, and let's let's get to the spoiler territory. I'm sorry, you, the mo- our crazy motorcycle. What are we motorcycle perverts? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> just like that fucking boss you fight. Oh, that's a spoiler. He's not a motorcycle pervert. Sorry. It, He's an enthusiast. It's a slight spoiler. Yeah, there's a motorcycle pervert that yeah. you have to fight. He's well, licking his motorcycle and doing jumps. It's it's nuts. Well, you want to get in the spoiler slums? Uh, spoiler slums? Well, I, so, again, can you recommend this game first? Highly. Oh, yeah. Highly. Uh, this is the, the, Highly. the most recommended game of 2020 for me, where wow, 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 wow. whether you're a fan of Final Fantasy or not, I know a lot of other great games came out this mm-hmm. year as well. You know, Animal Crossing, Doom Eternal, Resident Evil 3 Remake, they Persona 5 that? Royale. But this is the shit. This, this game is, is it. This is the shit. Yeah. I, I'm a big, you know, I don't know if you know, I'm a big Resident Evil fan. Mm-hmm. But this is still, like, my top game right now. Yeah. This is my top fucking game this year. <laughs> this blows away Resident Evil sure. 3 remake. Oh, For sure. Sorry, Capcom. I, whoa, whoa, whoa. Apologize sorry. to Capcom. Apologize. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Beautiful Joe is going to come here and beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dive into yes. the meat and potatoes of this shit, guys. So turn this off if you haven't beaten the game or you don't want any spoilers because we're just going to jump all over this shit. Right? Yeah, we get pretty splishy-splashy and all over the place on our spoiler cast. <laughs> we do we're just fucking oh i like this oh this happened this was crazy gotta get a mop man yeah gotta get a mop for this one yeah. all right okay it's not gonna be linear yeah we have no discipline <laughs> we don't <laughs> we have no focus we're just geeks geeking out man. well kevin i need your focus thrust for the Whoa. for these spoilers well do you have that quick mapped <laughs> <laughs> r1 what is it l1 trial <laughs> it was absolutely crazy when Aerith exploded <laughs> i was like what she exploded and it was just a bunch of like moogles <laughs> exactly no okay so what what is this game really right it it still is the original game but it is really just like the beginning midgar areas you know it, it is yeah it, it's it's like the first what is equates to the first four or five hours <laughs> of of the original game is now a 40 hour experience yeah, yeah. I, as i'm playing through the original on my switch i've been playing it the last two nights i'm already like four hours in and i'm already at like the shinra hq are you getting the the weird <laughs> um uh, brain zaps just like oh, cloud because yeah. you're going like you remember yeah. this past life but then there's this new thing i keep seeing you randomly in the apartment with a cowboy hat and a masamune <laughs> and it makes no sense <laughs> and you smell like flowers i don't understand i don't understand it myself <laughs> yeah so this is a the complete subversion and still a faithful retelling of seven but mm-hmm. also it's like it's it's literally 40 percent retelling of seven and then 60 percent additional context mm-hmm. fleshing out characters and then setting up this fucking plot line for this time travel adventure where like mm-hmm. there's multiple timelines yep. of final fantasy 7 where it's like implied that the original game happened advent children mm-hmm. happened and then these other fucking crisis core happened like crisis all this core shit happened, <laughs> and then it just starts fucking twisting and saying hey what if zach didn't die motherfucker <laughs> like shit like that it just goes nuts it goes off the rails in fact nomura snorted rails and said let's fuck this up this was him going buck wild like the high that he had for kingdom hearts Uh 3 and whatever it's present here he's like let's get weird with it guys yo (laughs) and and what it ends up being is just like square enix just banging on all cylinders for something that just does not let up there's fucking 15 boss fights in here each are fucking oppressively hard in their own ways Mm -hmm. and so enjoyable and so and technical masterpieces i fought a fucking house (laughs) daniel oh my god i fought cthulhu i fought you fought a bioweapon i fought like a weird bio yeah a tyrant they had a giant tyrant (laughs) that sucked up tiny tyrants and was stronger himself this game is fucking high octane does not give a fuck does not let up awesome gaming dude like what the fuck i almost feel like (laughs) For it to have been 
an open world experience, it might have yeah. slowed it down. It would have honestly, yeah, exactly. It might have hurt the pacing because yeah. the pacing is like it's, it's expert. It's expert because it's not just like oh, let's go from. Uh, it's not Devil May Cry. Like, the, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. There's mm-hmm. these moments that are so brilliant. Like when you. I love this cast. I love mm-hmm. Aerith in particular. Mm-hmm. There is these scenes in the middle of the game where you are basically... Aerith is introduced to you from start mm-hmm. to finish, like you meeting Cloud, you know. It's so interesting getting to know a character for the first time. Like, mm-hmm. there, there is no... No, um, how do you say foundation like no with him and Tifa, right? Yeah. Where it's like, hey, they knew each other as kids, or hey, I'm working with Avalanche. There's nothing, no connection. Mm-hmm. She is enigmatic and interesting and gorgeous and funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so disarming. Am I in love with a video game? I character? think so. I'm in love with multiple video game characters. I, I, I don't like, know. <laughs> there's a scene where Cloud has both Aerith and Tifa on either arm, like when they're in the train graveyard, and I'm like, that's me right now. The haunted chapter? Yeah, the, the yeah, haunted yeah. chapter. And he's still like, he like a bamf, he just fucking pushes past him yeah. and goes like, I, action time. <laughs> so here's the thing, like, so yeah. the first four or five hours of the original being like the entirety of what this game is, those very bare bones interactions you have with like Avalanche, with Barrett, Tifa, with Aerith are so like, they're memorable because the the... The original did it right but like they're fleshed out there's so much nuance to like the dialogue there's so much bread history that like you in your mind maybe like had painted the the picture of but this game is just like no here it is here's all of it like here's mm-hmm. so much history and context for like you know tifa and cloud here's cloud actually being like dynamic like he's not this like stoic one-dimensional character you see him go through kind of like a dynamic character range even like when he meets tifa again for the first time in five years or like when jesse softens him up or like those scenes with Aerith, where he becomes almost a different person he actually like puts down a steely guard and he's like okay well i'm gonna have some fun it's, i think i might like this girl and it's so <laughs> interesting because beyond being like this oh. you know great action game mm-hmm. it it is this kind of emotional journey that you go so much through, heart where each character you meet like kind of imparts something onto cloud where you mm. see him grow it's interesting i love it when they get stoic characters that start that you chip mm. away at and you could see that growth over time mm-hmm. it's like when he meets barrett for instance they are at odds with each other yes because cloud's just a merc you know like he just wants money mm-hmm. ex-soldier wants money and he's actually suspicious of him too where he's like uh yeah. you're ex-soldier so you're probably still working for shinra like when they're blowing up the first reactor in sector one and like they set the charge but it blows up kind of prematurely and the scorpion shows up he's like you did this like he, he's quick to blame him because that established trust isn't yeah, there yeah but as you do more missions with barrett and kind of see like their confidence like he turns he, he warms up to you he trusts you they start making jokes yeah. with each other yes. which is super interesting yes. like they crack <laughs> jokes at each other and you're just like wow i just watch a fondness form that mm-hmm. feels earned Everything in this game and its story earned. feels earned. Yes. It's amazing. Like, there's little nuance to the conversations that they have, and you can actually... It's so amazing to look at this, like, it's basically a, mm-hmm. a really realistic-looking anime and mm-hmm. still be like, I just saw a real-ass emotion yeah. on this character's face. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so well done, man. In, in short, if you guys don't know the story, um, you play as Cloud Strife. <laughs> he is an ex-soldier who kind of gets in with this uh, eco-terrorist group, Avalanche, mm-hmm. comprised of Barrett, Jesse, Biggs, and Wedge. Tifa's kind of there too, kind of helping out, giving drinks and taking care of Marlene. Yeah, and at a bar. Yeah, nonetheless, Seventh, seventh Heaven. heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, their idea is, well, they got to fight Shinra, the evil corporation who has like this fucking huge 
fucking like umbrella plate over all the eight sectors and and, and it's let, like let, injected yeah. directly into the planet sucking the mako out of it to kind of use it as like a energy source and barry can hear the planet screaming he's he hears it crying every night every to him day. it writes him letters of how hurt it is he has to <laughs> open it up and be like god damn it we're failing the planet yeah and so it becomes this kind of like revenge quest on this corporation who these people have been like kind of fighting against and tormented by like uh tifa lost her dad to to shinra you know yeah. uh, i don't know what happened to barrett's wife but maybe something happened with her um unsaid yeah but it so the, it becomes a story of like them fighting out and then they end up like framing avalanche for like a lot of the bombings and that they did commit they did technically commit but apparently shinra yeah. set them up and was like oh yeah we actually put our yeah. our good shinra tech fucking bombs all over that in order to make sure this shit yeah. falls apart to blame you even more and they make it this huge media blowout where then avalanche becomes like you know public enemy number one and and there's a shift obviously because it, it's them having a veneer so they can do their own nefarious plan because at the end of the day shinra comprised of like heidegger and, and president shinra himself they don't give a fuck about midgar they do not give a shit no, ain't they want to. They want to level it and actually start a new Midgar called Neo Midgar. Neo Midgar, because that's yeah. how you, that's how you know. It's that's new. how you know it's new. Neo means that new. 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 Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of the snapshot of like what this game is. Yeah. I mean, there's some. It, it paints a, a broad picture yes. in, in some elements, right? Like literally, the the high class society mm-hmm. lives on this technological plate yeah. above the poor, like the have and have nots almost. <laughs> yeah, you mm-hmm. know. So there, there's a lot of that in there, but I, this game does a really good job of making sure like none of that comes across too hammy. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of hamminess there, mm-hmm. right? Some of the shit with Shinra or President uh, Shinra is yeah. pretty fucking funny. But, um, <laughs> and he gets, he gets fucking stabbed by a sword. Spoiler cast. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Shit. <laughs> that was great. There's a lot of people getting impaled in this A lot of game, people get impaled. Right? But sometimes yeah. it gets scrubbed. And then it gets scrubbed. Because the dust ghosts. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that too. Nomura's favorite thing to do. And then the, <laughs> other dust thing, the other thing that's kind of interceded is like, okay, Sephiroth, right? Like Sephiroth yes. is like a big driving known villain. He becomes the main antagonist basically alongside Rufus uh, Shinra, who is, you know, President Shinra's son. Who the fuck is Rufus? He's the, the man in the white coat. That, that, oh. that girls are getting horny oh, 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 yeah. He yeah. shows up, like, out of nowhere, basically in the third act. Yeah. He's like, hi, would you like a sub-antagonist? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I guess so, dude. Yeah. Oh, and then he ends up being a bitch of a fight, too. So they do a lot in terms of even, like, fleshing out, like, Sephiroth, who really wasn't that big of a part in the initial hours of the game. Yeah, he wasn't in, like, the first half of the game, basically. Yeah. Right? But they he decided shows up to shore that up. But that's about it. Just shows up. Yeah. And I, I mean, even... So somebody who didn't beat... Uh, mm-hmm. the original seven, I'm still kind of like, for me, it's still like, what, what's going on? What's this guy want? Why mm-hmm. is his hair so long? Why, <laughs> what's he got with cloud? He keeps on, sh- is he in love with cloud? He what? must be in love with him. He keeps on showing up and like trying to touch him, right? <laughs> like he gave him the whole, the shoulder touch. You he, know? Ju- he just wants that sweet reunion. It's pretty fucking intimate. Yeah. If you ask me. So yeah, yeah there's a lot of reunion talk <laughs> going on here, right? And is, is that the theme? Because it's like a reunion hey, we've known these characters for 20 years mm-hmm. and we're back, you know? Like, it's, it's, it's some of the stuff it beats you over the head with, but mm-hmm. I really think it's tastefully done. Yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you. Tastefully done. There's these moments, these slow burn moments that happen in the middle of the game. Like I said, you're mm-hmm. chilling with Aerith and getting to know her that are really well done like really nuanced where i'm just like this almost in some elements even though i'm looking at a fucking triple a game feels mm-hmm. like it's shot like a little indie movie like a yeah. cute little coupley movie yeah which is yeah really nice because like i would say the the whole second act is a little more slow burn mm-hmm. 
like methodical until like the climax, which is this big moment of the game. Um, but yeah, it's like these really intimate like camera moments or like these beautiful transitions from like you know cutscene to like okay now I'm picking flowers with Aerith or like you know now I'm doing this fight to protect her honor. Picking flowers, you're doing <laughs> couple stuff. You're doing couple shit. The video game man, press triangle to flirt. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> and and so where where else do we want to go? I think that's brilliant. The character work mm-hmm. is really brilliant. The set pieces, particularly, like, how everything feels really distinct to me. Like, Sector 5 is mm-hmm. a, a great place, and yeah. especially under the undercurrent of that amazing theme. The oh, Hollow. the best song oh my in God, the it's fucking so great. game. I, I was worried, too, because, like, Midgar is iconic, right? But there was only so much of it that the original game showed you. Like, you got glimpses of all the, you know, sectors. You, Sectors five and six are ones that you quickly kind of walk through until you get to like Wall Market, which is kind of a more quote expansive area. Mm. But this game makes all those like snapshots, these chapters, like a, you spend like a full chapter in all these like really memorable areas. And I was worried that it was going to feel very like homogenized and samey, but they managed to like play into each set pay, set piece in really interesting ways. Like, you know, when you're going through the reactor in the first beats of the game, or like when you go to uh, sector seven and you're just doing normal stuff with like Tifa, you know, you're doing chores and like building yourself as a Merc and, you know, building reputation. And then like, onward you know the motorcycle scene to like you know the other the parts. motorcycle pervert the motorcycle pervert roche coming out of nowhere <laughs> it's it's really i think it's a little <laughs> um this game gives you something new in mm-hmm. that i've never fought a boss that i was so sure had an erection i i, I don't <laughs> and i can't tell if it's because it's the thrill of the fight or that he's just in love with his motorcycle it, it's a little bit of both yeah it's a little bit of both for that guy right I'm pretty uh, sure he's a new character. I don't remember him from anything. Exactly. I don't like, remember. It might have been in the original, but yeah. it, it was very surprising. Um, some of the moments are so, like, over the top, but, like, well done mm-hmm. and exciting that it super reminded me of Yakuza. Mm. It reminded me of Yakuza games. You want to talk about part that super reminds yes. me of Yakuza? Fucking Honeybee. Yeah. Honeybee, I was just Actually, like, yo. All of Sector 6 feels like of- Kamarucha, like this living city. Where, yeah, Wall Market does. Yeah, yeah. where it's like... You know, uh, in the original, it's like a 30-minute area, but this is, like, you spend, like, hours there doing side quests, like, hanging out with, like, Johnny, seeing the party life. Fucking Johnny. Doing those Yakuza things, like, going to, a moron. going to the Honeybee Inn and doing, yeah, like, a cabaret. A moron, yeah, he's fine. No. He's always shirtless. Getting he's into he's stuff. really shirtless. Getting into stuff. Yeah. Getting beat up. He loves Tifa, though. He's doing it all for her. But his dad loves His him. girl. Yeah. His dad does love him. Well, oh, everyone loves Tifa. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, yeah. I know that. We'll get into it. We'll get into the best girl Do we talk. have to get into the best girl talk? Yeah, but not now. All right. Because we're talking about Walmart. We're talking about that uh, Yakuza moment. Which I always hear is Walmart whenever I'm playing Walmart, yeah. I sound like Walmart. I'm just like, what the fuck? What, Walmart is Shinra. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. But, like, how super, like, lively. Like, all the areas you go to, like, um, the Honeybee Inn where you're doing the routine with, like, Andrea Rodea, which is, like, this really, like, sexy, silly, but amazing, like, dance sequence. They they <laughs> re reconfigure that in such a cool and enjoyable way. Yeah, you don't even do that. Like, I, I, like, I like all the moments that were, like, dicey in the original. I mean... Mm-hmm. Cor- the Corneo stuff, they they play their hand in the right way, but it's still like creepy ass shit. Yeah. That this guy is basically having his his goons like round up every pretty woman in yep. Midgar, so he can f- have an average of three yeah. brides a night. Right, <laughs> and there's like actually fucking gases them. Like it's true yep. to the original, but they they play it in such a way where it's like, yeah, this is horrible and disgusting, and you can't wait for this guy to get his. Yeah, so, like, they do it in a good way, but it's still just like, ugh. yeah. In the original, they don't get gassed though. Like they, they get, don't get gassed. they get walked to the sex dungeon. Cool, cool. <laughs> you know? So they're like, just like, you know what feels really 2020? Just roofing. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Did you guys play Project Resistance? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> what? So is Corneo one for one with uh, Harvey Weinstein? Was that their inspiration? Oh They're just like, what if Harvey Weinstein, but a little bit of um, John Lequizamo's clown from Spawn <laughs> collided in the one person? I actually like he, Don Corneo is so slimy and repugnant, but like his characterization is so well done. It's, you could practically smell him. You can smell like the fucking bad, like what high karate or sort of cologne he would wear just an aftershave yeah basically. just after he's just like bathing he, in aftershave yeah, that's all but like the way he like kind of like sniffs the three of you out and like picks like the bride and the stuff he tries to do with like cloud after it's like whoa this dude is like so over the top yeah but and all of that just reminded me yeah. of how like yakuza handles very similar mm-hmm. situations i would not be surprised if like a lot of inspiration came from that it, it feels like those yeah. games honestly for the most part though in that area all you really do is like you you do you know get the dress you do a dress quest and you know infiltrate Cornea's museum but otherwise all you really do is you do squats at the gym with jewels an important in integral part to the original game fully realized <laughs> here so much so that they they make you do squats against three different types of gymnasts yeah uh, leading into an ultimate fight with jewels himself they're, they're all incredulous of, of cloud because yeah. they're like look at the straw man look at him and he's got <laughs> that beef yeah man <laughs> Honestly, so that that mini game went from like, hey, this is pretty fun, yeah. you know, it's kind of like a rhythm game yeah. sort of situation, <laughs> to being the bane of my fucking existence. Which one, the squat one, the or last the, one you do against Jules, the head of the gym, mm. was bullshit because it's like the the button prompts disappear they from disappear. the screen, yeah. and you have to like just look at Cloud <laughs> going up and down yep. to figure out where, what button to press next, and it's ridiculous. That one's hard, but then the later one you do with Tifa, where like Jules is like, I like your. Body, you're so fit so toned you want you want to go to no competition with us and like the the last round you do with him where he's just he doesn't miss a beat doing pull-ups no and the the prompts disappear immediately for he's that powerful round. oh my god he's so powerful yeah the that, squats that he does i've never done squats in my life yeah that was like the dark souls of workout games that <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty wild it pretty much was man but yeah that that's such an iconic scene um i think also like the the shinra headquarters is so fucking phenomenally well done fucking some heavy resident evil shit yeah i fight you fight cthulhu you fight a cthulhu you fight a cthulhu (laughs) and it's crazy all those parts are really crazy and well done Mm -hmm. although i hate hojo i hate him and you're meant to hate him but i hate him too much i hate him more here than i ever have i think i hate him more than square wanted me to hate him Mm -hmm. like when he's on screen i'm just like skip this yeah go away he sucks But that's actually just kind of a testament to, like, you know, the writing. You know, look at um, a character like Umbridge from Harry Potter, right? No, he's a bitch. It's a testament to him being a bitch. <laughs> and I want to slap him with a fucking buster sword, because he's a buster. I'll give you that. I'll give you that one. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> there are a few characters like that. Um, Heidegger. I can't stand Heidegger. No, no, I no. can't stand him either. I can't stand Johnny, um, although he's a, he's a, he's a good guy. <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel about the Turks? The Turks? Yeah. Uh, uh, what is so, it, Bolton so, and Skulls? <laughs> Reno, Rude, and Sung? Yeah, uh, maybe. The long-haired one? Yeah. <laughs> that one I'm, I'm not too familiar with, but I, I know Reno from the, the, the Advent Children movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and with his always open shirt. <laughs> I hate Reno, but like you're meant to hate him, but yeah. I hate Reno. Rude's kind of interesting. He's mm-hmm. cool. I like that he always has like a backup pair of like, glasses <laughs> so does barrett barrett has backup glasses too oh, really? yeah fucking oakley is just out there thriving <laughs> in Midgar, apparently but yeah in the fights i like the fights that you have against them too because i like mm-hmm. the person-on-person fights because they do feel like nomura saying fans have wanted something like mm-hmm. advent children for a thousand years let's just make a game where 
the fights feel like that. And yeah. You're, and you're just like, oh, wow, you did this in such a nuts, cool That's way. the thing. Like, you, you fight people in the original, but mm-hmm. it's not nearly the sort of strategic, like, epoch moment it is in this game. Like, when you fight Roche, who's, like a, like, a new character who's, like, a soldier type, like, his dance fighting style and his cadence is so unique and like you have to like kind of just reconfigure your fighting style for him like you have to know okay i gotta get in fucking operator mode and you know make sure i can fucking block and like parry attacks well, and punisher mode is punisher one mode yeah, yeah, yeah whatever yeah. that mode and you have to make sure you can block and parry attacks and like kind of fucking quick stagger him to get him down same with rude arena where it's like they have this like sort of like delivery of attacks but um they also kind of alternate with magic that kind of makes it a little tricky too yeah the other balance is like so. knowing what an enemy's weakness is and mm-hmm. like you know some games like allow you to ignore that shit where it's just like if i'm just op with attack i can mm-hmm. do it this game is not as forgiving with that concept nope. it does say hey you need to utilize the whole suite which th- is okay because the materia system is actually pretty good yeah i think it's really good for it i think on normal the game is super forgiving but it's when you Mm. ratchet up to hard that you really do have to make sure you have the perfect specs and everything i spend most of my time in hard right now so some of my opinions are a little like skewed towards the fact that you have to master the combat versus like i yeah you're right some of the fight because i remember some of the things that i'm getting stuck on were not a problem in normal Mm -mm. like that stupid bio organic blue Mm -hmm. thing fight uh where he's got all the cronies that come at you you didn't even remember doing that because it was like a, such a quick fight. Honestly, yeah, exactly. Well, and two, I played this game nonstop, like yeah. for hours on end. Every time I sat down with it, it took me a week to beat it, and I think I played it in like six to seven hour increments every time I sat down with it. We, so we are on I platinum forgot. quest. Yeah. We are mid platinum. You will feel this platinum when it is begot. The, the Earth will shake. Boys. That's not just fucking Shinra mining for Mako. That's us popping the platinum. Mora's balls will quake the day we pop that platinum. I'm going to smash him. No, I'm please. Stop him. He's got to make more games. Stop it. <laughs> Leave Nomura's balls alone. But um, I do like kind of the escalation of boss fights in this game. Because like getting in like a spat with like, you know, Shinra dogs and hella trooper men and, you know, random machinery is are, all fun. Are you saying that but, as like a like a euphemism or do you mean the actual Shinra dogs that attack you? Yeah, both. <laughs> the, the, the actual soldier grunts and the, the, the Mako dogs. Yeah, you sound like Bear for a second. <laughs> Shinra dogs! <laughs> nah, the, the Mako mutts, as the I'm going to call The Mako, yeah. Not Stamp, not Stamp the, the propaganda dog. Dude, I hate, why do, everyone's going Mako. This is this revisionist history, right? There were two things that were changed here very fundamentally that rocked the fan base. Mako, Mako. and Aerith being called Aerith and not Eris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like the localizers were like, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. This sin has gone on for 20 years. Yeah. But um, I don't know if you... Do you want to talk like quick favorite boss fights real quick? Yes! Okay. Um, let me think about that for a good hard second. Um... Actually, let me talk about something that is both my favorite and the most dreaded boss fight. Hmm. When you fight the beast known as the Hell House. The haunting of Hell House. Was not... <laughs> it was a cool, interesting, and zany mm-hmm. thing. Well, actually, first of all, I didn't... I've never fought a house in any Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. So when it happened, I said to myself... <laughs> What kind of chicanery is this? Holy fuckballs. This is crazy. It's a flying robo house. You're fighting a house, which is literally everybody's reaction. That is apparently very, very proficient at the magical arts. Oh, yeah. Uh, flips between blizzard and fire. And, and Thundaga and, and arrow. But a, a constant of this house is its hatred. <laughs> its hatred is unerring. So this was a, a, a house that you find under a highway 
like in fucking Final Fantasy VII. I think in the Sector Five, Sector Sector Six area. And it's a cottage in the original. It's literally just a cottage. And Nomura's like, "What if we made it a whole ass boss fight?" And it's it, the context of it is cool too because you're doing this Colosseum fight where, like, you and Aerith are building reputation, and you think you're done. You're like, okay, cool. We mm-hmm. fought through all these seeds. We beat up these people. We earned our right. We're done. And then they're like, nah, you gotta fight this house now. You gotta fight a fucking house. <laughs> we, we love this sweet couple of warriors. Yeah. We need to see you fight our, our worst. And it's like, how the fuck did we escalate? It was like, there was a beast master. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Whatever. There's, like, a gang of guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very also standard video game. Yeah. You know what's not standard, mm-hmm. I should say? A fucking house. A fucking house that, that grows legs at a point. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't a major problem in normal, but I ended up doing that fight for like, I'm not kidding, probably about four hours straight. Yeah, it took you some time. On hard. And on hard, it feels like it has a thousand attacks. Like it they, does. They coded a thousand <laughs> attacks, and f- somehow it just predicts what you're going to do mm-hmm. before you do it, and slams you down to the ground, and makes you beg for fucking mercy, man. Mm-hmm. And that's a fight that's interesting because when I played normal, I favored like Cloud going in hack and slash because mm-hmm. that felt familiar to yes. me. On hard, you needed the Master Aerith. Mm-hmm. You needed because she was the one that's a little bit better against the house. Mm-hmm. And it, I actually began really enjoying her suite of moves. I'm not normally like a magic caster, mm-hmm. spell caster sort of dude. I like going in there with like and hacking a, and slashing a big buff shirtless dude with mm-hmm. an axe and mm-hmm. just spinning. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But do you think maybe <laughs> it's because you're in love with this girl that you, you like playing as her so much? Yeah, that's probably like yeah. a big. Yeah, it might be in there. <laughs> that might be a factor. I feel that. Yeah, I feel yeah. that. Listen, this game has taught me to just be honest yeah. about stuff. I'm gonna be honest about my feelings, right? Uh, so yeah, I like I like playing as Earth. Uh, I want to be with her. I want to be with her <laughs> with that fucking red leather jacket and that cute skirt. And those it's boots. a good look. It's, it's a, a good great, look. It's a great look. Okay, but back to the house. Yes, it, it, ha- it is a very strategic fight, um, especially too because hard. You can't use items. You can only use healing and magic and abilities that yep. you have equipped to your materia slots. So yep. If you don't have something in battle, and you can't use we it. We did talk about there's these little fun rest benches that are yeah. always near like a little uh, potion machine, like a vending machine full of potions, which yeah. is such a nice 2020 thing to yeah. add there. Um, and it typically ups your MP and health. Yes. Doesn't do that on mm-hmm. hard. Hard says, hey, your MP... You literally, when you start a chapter, that's all the MP that you can rock the entire chapter. I mean, you do have buffs and shit and attacks where you can get more MP, especially moving around gets you more MP. There's story beats, too, that actually um, regenerate your MP. Do they really? Yeah, yeah. Those, Usually the next start of a chapter. Those are few and far between toward mm-hmm. the end of the game, let me tell you mm-hmm. what. Um, but you can also, like, find boxes, which is a big central part of this game, by the way. Slashing boxes. Slashing boxes <laughs> and opening up random chests hidden in nooks and crannies, mm-hmm. which is also from the original. But the slashing boxes is new. Mm-hmm. That's Nomura putting that foot forward and saying, this is an action this JRPG. Is like Kingdom Hearts. You're going to dodge roll and, yeah. and slash through these boxes like Sora would. Yeah, so that ends up being integral, where yeah. you're just like, I'm fucking box slashing and spending hours and hours on boss fights. Mm-hmm. Hell House is interesting because it trains you to get really good at the game. Yeah. And master different systems that you may not be comfortable using and mm-hmm. figuring out what is an actual good combination of mm-hmm. materia? Something I actually largely ignored on my normal playthrough mm-hmm. um, became absolutely a necessity on hard to yeah. figure out how to do. Yeah. So the way it works is you have one of six weapons that you have for each character and accessories to like they bangles. Gain weapons. Yeah. Like, yeah you, you have find to find them. You have to buy them. You have to do things for them. Whatever. You got to do pull ups for a fucking you know machine gun for Barrett. You know whatever. In one instance you have to steal one yeah. from a chariot steal one from a ghost. Fucking chariot ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that fucking fight. But it's a good fight. 
you you <laughs> upgrade the weapons through like this kind of it looks like um I don't know like a weapon sphere where you kind of individually upgrade each weapon on its own and then you get expanded materia slots and with each slot you can kind of like configure okay do i want to have heavy like offensive attacks do i want to have like maybe barrier maybe haste maybe healing and you can kind of like tailor your characters to like be like a black mage white mage or well-rounded if you need to because on hard specifically you need almost every character to be able to do the same thing like every character needs to be able to heal rise do this you know so you have all the same advantage true 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 um, Which causes you to kind of like hot swap materia between characters pretty frequently. Now, don't skip over an important factor that somebody, uh, the question was raised during production. How do we like display mm. your stat system essentially for your weapons? Mm. And somebody took a big bong rip and stood up and said, it should be a universe. It should be a fucking universe. So when you go to your menu, the UI is a fucking universe. <laughs> the galaxy little, like little blooms. Slow, like there's a little fucking materia planet with little like yep. skill perks surrounding it. I like it. Could you imagine describing that concept to you? Like if you're 1997, mm-hmm. and you're just like one day, this stupid menu, this blue fucking UI that you're looking mm-hmm. at, you'd be like, well, first of all, what's a UI? And it's like, shut up, shut kid. Shut the fuck up. Shut up, kid. I'm explaining the universe yeah. in the menu to you. <laughs> yeah, this this the menu system has universes within it, quite literally. It's a very John Hammond spared no expense kind of moment mm-hmm. where like even the UI is just like, what the fuck? I like it. It went crazy. It's visually like cool but it's so it. unnecessary it's unnecessary and it takes but, like a, a, a second to load you notice it honestly it reminds me um not even of the spear grid from final fantasy 10 or 12's grid no. that it does it reminds me of 13 where it does that similar like here's a universe of crystals and you're leveling Jeez. abilities and going up this whole spiral <laughs> crystalline structure and it's like i just wanted to level my kira but okay sure <laughs> don't you want to be dazzled while you do it <laughs> Um, I, I will say to its credit, the menus are by and large an improvement over what 15 did. Uh, the, yeah. the, the maps, the, the menus yeah. and the UI as a whole, it's still kind of rough they in, make in sense. edges, but it makes a lot more they visual sense. sense. Yeah. yeah that, so. I, I give them a lot of credit because I know it's, it's difficult to, mm-hmm. um, get good, good menu UIs going, you mm-hmm. know? Like you got to sit there and be like, should these be in two separate menus? Is that easier, or should it have like three ingress points? Yeah. But this one does a good job, except except for the upgrade weapons on a different slot. Then, it makes no sense. Then right? me slotting my materia and my equipment—it's just a little weird, mm-hmm. man. You know, I just like give me give it like let me hit like fucking circle or something. Anyway, yeah, I digress. I only have nits for this game. Nitpicks, same. You know, because... like what I said at the opening about like the rough textures, like that's one of like three things that I really had a quote complaint about. Yeah, I it very seldom do I have a problem with the story or the pacing or the action or the combat. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's typically just something where it's like, oh, you know, you have these little transition parts where you're basically sliding through an alley and it's always the same animation. Yeah. And you can tell it's the only reason it's there is so they can load like the rest of the level, like behind the scenes. And that's fine. They have to do these little flourishes. I wonder with the second or third or 15th part of Mm -hmm. the whatever this remake is going to be in its entirety, if we're going to lose some of those because of next gen consoles. Yeah, maybe. Which would be cool. Because, like, for me, I'm just like, "Ah, yep, here I go. I'm crawling again. (laughs) We also have to kind of keep in mind, too, that this game was probably, it began to be conceived in PS3 era. Maybe it had PS3 tendencies and it was developed on PS4 architecture. But, like, I feel like there's older ideas there, much like how Kingdom. Hearts 3 feels kind of like a last-gen Kingdom Hearts right. in some of its approach with things like that as well. But it's it's not the worst gripe, you know? It's it's hard when we've been spoiled 
by games like Spider-Man or Resident Evil 2 Remake or God of War, where, like, this, the transition between moment to moment between, like, cutscene combat and transition is seamless, and you don't notice the loading. Here, you're like, mm, okay. You're like, all right, <laughs> yeah. all right. It does major loads between chapters. <clears throat> like, every time you finish a chapter, it's like, okay, it's gonna load. And when you die. Yeah, and of when you which die. Which I do a lot. Yep. Oh, yeah. I see a lot of the fucking menu screens and the loading screens on hard mode. Another gripe that i have this is a petty gripe i think the game handles it the way this way because it probably needs to um is just kind of the lack of how it feels traditional in a final fantasy sense of like um how you find materia or summons in particular because summons are typically a thing that you you know find in the world they're Mm -hmm. hidden they're earned in a way here they're kind of just relegated to like um there's this shinra intern named chadley and he has like fucking chadley yeah he's out there like just kind of (laughs) He's an intern, granted, but he's fighting for Avalanche. He wants to secretly take down Shinra, this mm-hmm. 12-year-old. From the inside. From the inside. He's going to burn it down. And um, he's gather- gathering, like, battle intel. And along the way, he develops, like, summon material for you that you basically, like, in a VR simulation, it always feels the same. You fight summons, and then you equip them, and then they're yours, whatever. It's just, like, it doesn't feel unique to, like, the Final Fantasy experience for me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it, it it definitely feels like there's some, like, elements of the games that are, like, yeah. know, or this game relegated to the like summons honestly feel largely not important and mm-hmm. that's a sad thing for a final fantasy game because i feel like the series has struggled making summons awesome over like the last five installments i literally <laughs> don't understand how hard it is like at 13 yeah. they stopped being cool i don't understand stop being cool yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's kind of a part of it like right? when you make shiva a motorcycle i'm just i'm like what what's happening yeah the concept that they show up basically like a bro <laughs> yeah. in fight and then like do a couple of attacks and mm-hmm. actually eat up your own atb are, mm-hmm. all right thanks thanks ifrit although i like them more than what 15 does where like 15 you actually can't even control when you summon a thing it's just like <laughs> your health has to hit a certain point or you have to be like in distress yeah it's a it's basically um final fantasy's magical martyrdom yeah <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a reactionary thing mm-hmm. not something you can control which of course piss people off but i like the ones that you get like you get ifrit you get shiva you get leviathan fat chocobo and bahamut's like the last one who's particularly oh, yes. cool it's the... a hard fight the fat chocobo, the most integral of the summons. <laughs> but it, there's so many other summons, too, that I'm looking forward to that I wonder how they're going to handle it, right? There, mm-hmm. There's a lot of, like, you know, game gap things that I'm like, how are they going to continue what they set place here? Are they going to give us new summons? Are the old ones going to carry over? Because there's still so many cool ones you have to find. Mm-hmm. Fucking the, the Knights of the Round. I think, <laughs> like, I mean... No, getting into like what could they do next like we talked about this a little bit where mm-hmm. i one i don't think any of your stats or experience is yeah. going to transform to the next game i think they even though this these games are of a larger whole i they're treating them like individual titles yeah, as they go forward for sure. so it's going to feel like a sequel to this i wouldn't be surprised to see them switch up mechanics or even mm-hmm. respond to feedback and be like hey let's yeah. actually make summons cool or something like that right because mm-hmm. they're going to be different but they're definitely going to be treated like their own games going forward yeah. that's my intention self-contained yeah very self-contained but at the same time connected of course but mm-hmm. i don't think i don't think it's the, the mass effect treatment where it's like your short, progress carries choices over. and progress and shit carries. no that's not gonna yeah happen. it wouldn't make sense to be like okay you end the game basically if you do like you know two well like one and a half playthroughs you're level 50 like your level 50 shit shouldn't carry over to a new game that doesn't make any sense so yeah Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to start over and like kind of respec and stuff but i do hope you kind of start as like established heroes in that world maybe you still Mm -hmm. have your original six weapons but you have to level them again 
Or get certain materials again. Do you, you don't want the Symphony of the Night where, like, you come in like an utter badass and then a Cactor, like, slams into you and you lose all of your powers? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be some stupid shit. That'd be some shit. Well, you see your materia rolling down it. a hill. You're like, no! <laughs> You have to spend two chapters finding your materia. No, no, you're going to start out the sequel like you're playing as a character that doesn't know who the fuck they are in a town for literally three and a half hours. Yeah, honestly, I think part two is going to open. You're playing as fucking Zack yeah, in a scene Zach. from Crisis Core, and you're like, what's happening? You're going to be like, did they start remaking Crisis Core as well? It's like, <laughs> what yeah, this? fuck it. I would actually be super jazzed if they did something like that, where yeah. it's like, hey, here's some cool elements, because like you said earlier, they're like drawing from the series at large. Mm-hmm. So like, why, why not go nuts? It's definitely a, a game that's super self-aware of its lineage, and the game phones in those moments, too, where it breaks the fourth wall so many times to be like, yeah, we know this is a major moment, and we're going to try and do something different, but we're also mm-hmm. going to keep it the same. And they do it through an interesting plot device called, like, The Whispers, which are, like, these fucking, like, little wraith ghosts that, like, fall Aerith and... and plot co- device? Yeah. You mean constant MacGuffin? <laughs> it's it's a MacGuffin. <laughs> we're, like, when... <laughs> Namura's, like, we're going to do something wildly outrageous, but we're going to scrub it by saying, like, okay, this whisper is going to, like, basically erase it or stop it from happening. <laughs> yeah. It, actually, I read something so funny online where they, they said, basically, it's, like, um, Square saying that the whispers are the fandom. Yeah. That they're coming in, they act as fate, they want to make sure the con- continuity of the events that they want to have happen mm-hmm. remain which is you're supposed to assume what the original game was yeah <laughs> and so in that way they are like the fans and so fighting against them for a new direction is basically what you're doing in the game yeah <laughs> it's is... very a meta- metaphorical visual <laughs> yeah, thing a... i'm like what <laughs> it's such a nomura fucking yeah. thing but they they really play that hand a lot, a lot. of times a lot and it's <laughs> i think it's it's one of those things where it unites both old and new fans because they're both bewildered mm-hmm. as it occurs the first time it happens i'm like this wasn't in the original or was it oh, what the did i fight a cyclone of ghosts ever <laughs> and in this game they do it like 15 times <laughs> and they do it to the point where it's like they build up to a boss fight which is actually totally unexpected this gigantic devil may cry-esque boss fight where you're fighting a god made of fucking dust ghosts yep. the final fight is actually with a fucking like dust ghost demon like what is going on <laughs> yeah First of all, I did not expect I did not expect this game to end off like it was acting like it was like the Avengers or some shit. It really does some like Infinity War like endgame shit where yeah. it almost feels like Sephiroth is like hyper aware of the original events of the game and he's time traveling and he's like, you know what? How do I fuck this up like Thanos does? Like I know I lose, but how do I make it so I don't lose? And I think it's literally him like manipulating events as well and like kind of time is, hopping. Is that your theory or yeah. is that like No, I think I think that's legit that he's like time hopping and manipulating events so that he doesn't die the same way he that's did the first time. That's kind of awesome yeah. though if that's what it ends because up being, right? Remember tw- um yeah. Endgame, where, like, at the beginning, right, Thanos dies, and then they do the time hopping shit, right? Oh, sorry, I'm spoiling another <laughs> fucking franchise altogether. You know, but that, then, that only came out last year. It feels like a hundred years ago. <laughs> COVID makes things feel forever. This podcast, I feel like four hours? No, we're actually, yeah. we're lean yeah. right now. We're, it's crazy. We're getting pretty lean. We're, lean. we're getting pretty lean. <laughs> but where um, 2014 Thanos sees himself get killed in the future, he's like, 
It's gonna be. Oh, rough. I can't repeat that. Let's alter history. And I feel like that's. Wouldn't you have the same impression, Daniel? Yeah. Where you're just like, oh my god, that that PS5 overheated and launched a disc into my throat. Yeah, I can't repeat. I that. cannot repeat it. <laughs> it's like Happy Death Day, but for like Sephiroth. You go overboard and just go to Sony and like start fucking up production. <laughs> Come in there with your Keyblade. You're rolling around. Yeah. But yeah, this game does start to say take some liberties here and there with like its Sephiroth beats and take kind of what the, the the future of the franchise is going to look yeah. like, or even making moments happen that really didn't. Because like at the end of the Midgar segments in the original game, like yeah, you go to Shinner HQ, you meet Red Thirteen, you actually get to play as him. Spoilers, you don't hear. Uh, I, he's I, a buddy. He's a buddy. He's great. I love him a lot. That was too much game to make. It's how much game? How much more? Game? This game's like forty-five hours. How much more game do you want? <laughs> My current clock is like eighty hours. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting at like fucking seventy-five or something ridiculous. Yeah, but they, but they make like things happen towards the end that are super like fanfare and epic for epic's sake. Like you don't fight Sephiroth. You don't fight Genova, which is actually a really fucking dope boss fight. Yeah. How early do you fight Genova in the original game? You don't fight her that early at all. <laughs> you see her. Wait. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. You fight her at the end of the game for sure. And there might be one instance before then, but you don't fight her there. You don't fight Sephiroth there like that, yeah. you know? Or you, well, you don't fight Sephiroth in a fucking, like, inner, like, what do, you, what do I call it? Like a different dimension? Like a yeah. dimensional portal? I mean, you know? how, how much of that is really, like, them realizing that, hey, for us to really realize this expansive vision that Nomura has chained our, us to our desks for, mm-hmm. um, we have to give those big fan moments in this game because mm-hmm. they're going to be waiting... I, I, I gotta say, I think it's gonna be two to three years before we get the next part. Yeah, I, I, I think we're looking at probably two years, three years tops between yeah. games. Uh, granted, the architecture's already there. You already have the character models. Like, it's gonna be easier to pump out, but there's... They're probably going to have crazy scope creep of like, okay, fuck, how do we do it big again for part two? How do mm-hmm. we do it for part three, four, and onward? It's just like... You know your moments you need to play up, you know, and, and make it tasteful. Because um, I don't think they're going to skip a lot of areas. I think they're probably going to be retooled. Like, you're going to go to a lot of the same major set pieces, but they might be, like, recontextualized. Like, how you get there, what you do within them. Yeah, you you want to talk about how fans were bitching about Resident Evil 3 and yeah. it's cut content? Mm-hmm. Um, what if... Um a game remake didn't cut any content and instead put a giant fucking magnifying glass on every single section to expand it. Like how do you, that's such an impressive you, and interesting feat that it, I'm almost like, dude, that's crazy that they're trying to do this for the rest of the game. It's, it's astounding actually. Cause like when we were like, when they announced that they were doing in parts and that this was just going to be Midgar, we were like, how, like, what are you going to do to make it feel like full? And they make 18 chapters of a game, uh-huh. a 40 hour experience feel so mind bendingly awesome and well done. It's just like, I didn't, I didn't know you could do this, Yeah, but I trust you to do whatever you're going to do yeah, for the next one. I'm just sitting here going like, <laughs> we are but, in for an, odyssey I, I think what they need to do for the second part is if you're going to lean into the open world aspect and have it be more of that sprawling adventure some set pieces need to just be chapters that are linear focused like maybe mm-hmm. chapter three you know you fucking just go through like you know calm or certain areas like niflheim and just kind of move it al- or nibbleheim sorry you just move it along um rather than having there be all these like mini hub worlds still have the overworld still do what you need to do but like keep your main beats focused mm-hmm. i don't need to do side quests in the cosmo canyon and every other town you know like i did yeah. in the slums i think that'd be an interesting balance to try to strike with the next parts like are they mm-hmm. going to be very similar follow to this thing where it's like hey we have kind of 
short well not i wouldn't say short but like more restrictive areas mm-hmm. to explore instead of big expansive things mm-hmm. in service of the pacing of the plot because mm-hmm. i think if they tried to go more open world it, it would kill a lot of what, what really works for this game and i know people can be half and half about that right you know I like think... like if you're tooling away like mm-hmm. in let's say in the middle of the game like just doing crazy jobs and endless side quests mm-hmm. like yeah you'll, you'll never get to that big ass fucking sephiroth mm-hmm. fight <laughs> yeah that, that's true it, yeah. it'll definitely kill the momentum and pacing right. and i i know that's what a lot of people like uh final fantasy 15 did that thing where it's like you got so distracted by like doing country side quests for like people at gas stations or like fighting monster hunts and like how do you how do you make an open world that feels meaning meaningful without doing the same rote things and i feel like if they do do it it has to be with purpose yeah maybe you'll fucking chance upon a town where there's a guy who's like hey i need to take on beast marks and that's fine but have it be more than that you know mm-hmm. much like this game new with its like 24 26 side quests to make them all feel different and make them feel well-purposed like you're not doing things just to do them you're doing them to like build reputation and color the world and interactions with characters yeah i I think the way that you handle that is kind of how you um uh make your end game true i I think like you should reserve the more like hey repetitive like i'm gonna do fights and keep on getting like cool uh and level weapons Mm -hmm toward the end of the game instead of what this game does which is like yeah experience game through chapter select Mm -hmm. which is like it's weird it's a little final fantasy has never done anything like that no it's a little weird but the game is linear you beat the game you go through like chapter 18 destiny's crossroads you beat sephiroth and then the game rolls through its credits and then instead of like opening to a hub or your last save you're in the you're in the menu and they're like okay chapter select all of your stats and stuff carries over into your new game plus hard mode um, which is kind of neat. I actually like that a lot. Yes. I would have been really bothered if I had to start the game over and, you know, rebuild my characters. Especially in hard mode. Yeah, I'd feel like I'm going <sighs> to play this game forever because yeah. the game's forcing me to now. So they managed to make it hard, but that that's the end game in this. Like, because <coughs> there is no open world, they're like, okay, well, we need to make a very meaningful new game plus mode. Make it challenging, make it different. And I think they succeeded with that, but, like, they have to challenge what their new game plus mode or end game looks like in further iterations. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I love what's here. Mm -hmm. I love what they did, and I love that they made a bold choice to say, we're going to take you on a very curated ride. Yes. That's that's bold, right? Mm -hmm. I I think there's just different things that you can do with the sequel that would be Mm -hmm. neat, you know, the service to people that are just feeling, like, a little jilted that there isn't, like, more to return to, right? Because... I enjoy being in this world. Oh, I really do. It's all I think about. Like it's all. Oh, it's, it, it's funny. Like I sat down. <laughs> so with, earnest. It's true. Like the eighty hours. It's a long time, you know. Mm-hmm. And I thought the game had been out for three weeks. You're like, it's only been out for two. I've been playing it nonstop, and it's just like I my moment to moment. Like I just want to be playing it. And when I'm not playing this, I'm playing the original because I'm just like so enraptured and trying you, to man. paint the picture of you what the game. Get is. Get those brain zaps, dude. <laughs> you do not know which reality you're a part of no more. Zach, who is he? Yeah, I so I don't have a lot of context for Zach. Like, I get who he is. Mm-hmm. I get the whole, like, Cloud thinks he is Zach or has Zach's mm-hmm. memories for some yes. reason. Because, like, Cloud wasn't necessarily an ex-soldier or... So the context for that is, like, he grew up in the same area that Tifa did. He went off to train to become a soldier, but he didn't actually become that. He was just kind of like a grunt. Basically, Zack was the soldier. That, and, is that why he defends other Shinra grunts? Yeah. He goes, they're just doing their job, yep. man, getting a paycheck. Basically. For this fucking evil corporation. Like, it's his innate desire to help because that's where he was, you know? Yeah, yeah. And okay. uh, so, 
something happens where Sephiroth is also a soldier. He becomes a bit of a, a decorated war hero. And then he finds out in a town, I think it's Nebelheim, that he was actually created from Genova, from Genova cells, and that he Whoa. was an experiment. And he burns the whole fucking town down. Um, Cloud That's and an Sephir- overreaction. Cloud and Zack fight him, you know, because it's like, hey, you burnt this town down. You killed people. What the fuck, man? I mean, that's the yeah. correct response. Yeah. And they actually end up killing him, which is why Cloud thinks he's dead. Like, he's like, oh, he's been dead for like five years. And then they go to leave and they get gunned down by Shinra soldiers. Zack dies. Cloud survives, but he actually takes on like the PTSD and like Zack's memories. So he thinks he's Zack, but he doesn't realize it. That's why you got to be sure to yeah. equip the right material before mm-hmm. you get into a fight. Zack didn't seem to understand that. Zack didn't know anything about Materi. He could have used fucking auto parry and saved his life. Yeah, that's true. So we get this Elseworlds um, cutscene at the end of the game where Mm -hmm. Zack is like, shows him and goes like, oh, hey, I guess I'm alive. And then like continues walking and like, how is that going to play out? What does that mean? Because you you eventually defeat these fucking ghost, uh, dust ghosts. Mm -hmm. uh, And and the game is trying to tell you that while this may be a remake, it's not going to stick to script what is the thing that they say at the end where they're like, we're going into frightening unknown territory? No, yeah, it's like, uh, hey, viewers, please take the unknown journey with that, That's what the it is. The unknown journey will continue. Yeah, one of the characters says it out loud, yeah. and then you step through the portal, and you're like, okay, they're really altering the timeline and future of the game at yeah, this point. And, and I actually think it's such a fascinating like subversion, such yeah. an interesting thing. I'm sure it's upset Pierce, but again, they're, they're mm-hmm. saying, like, this is not that game. This mm-hmm. is a retooling. Mm-hmm. It. it it is a very literal remake mm-hmm. of it, right? Which is such a cool thing to me. I like it mm-hmm. when games do that shit. I love the Resident Evil remakes when they're just like, here's this new way to look at an old thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's cool. This goes to the 10th degree. Yeah. Right? Or even like, you know how uh, in a movie sense, like um, Rob Zombie's Halloween, how it like totally like rebooted the franchise and did something different with it. I'm very like, proud of us. This is the second <laughs> episode in a row where we reference Rob Zombie Fuck and yeah. his his fucking works, we his missed. film works. I, we always miss. Yeah, I don't sorry, know. we don't have that Aerith cloud chemistry yet. Where we, we tried to high five, high it five. didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work. You can kind of hear it off. Yeah, oh, you're not supposed to high five these days, dude. Fuck. Oh fuck. Don't touch your it. face. Stop touching your face. Oh, fuck. I keep forgetting shit. Social norms. Goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, so that. I honestly think that's where the game, like, it, it shows its balls, and it's like, we're gonna fucking swing them, and we're gonna balls. challenge the the expectation of what this game should be, because, yeah, the, the fans, they own it at this point. They've owned it for 23 years, like, they own, like, fanfic and their love with, for it, but, like, at the end of the day, like, it's the vision of Nomura, it's the vision of Katase and the creators, and, like, they can do whatever the fuck they want with it. Why would you tell the same story twice? That's mm-hmm. so boring. This is not a remastering. Yeah, it's not. Th- this it's is not a one-for-one one by any stretch. This is a crazy, interesting but way to go about it. I would say to your your first comment about, like, okay, you see Cloud and Zack. Zack's alive, so that's obviously, like, a parallel running dimension. And you even get a sense that it is because when you see, like, it's a chip bag with the picture of the propaganda dog stamp it's a different dog what? and a different hat i didn't see that yeah it's completely different a different stamp yes yeah, so, so to maybe say there is a different parallel timeline running and then like how is that going to play and you know are we gonna come in contact to these characters is sephiroth gonna bring these characters into the fold like what is gonna happen <clears throat> yeah like and, and then it's stuff like oh is is Aerith still gonna die is mm-hmm. is that gonna happen are they gonna try to like subvert that or it might there's ways to play it and i, mm-hmm. I I honestly, I'm just like, yo, just fucking play your solo, man. Yeah. Just keep on going. Yeah. Do what you want to do. Now, I, I do want to, there's specific things that I, this is just scattershot, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like the whole review. Yes. <laughs> there's specific things that call out to me. Like for one, I want to talk to you about a theory that I have about my sweet love, Aerith. Okay. 
You remember that she has her own brain zap moment where the screen goes static? Yeah, when, when she, she's in, talking to Marlene in the she's bar. she's talking to Marlene. Here's my theory about that. That's not that world's Aerith. Or she's at least traveled to the other worlds and has an understanding of it. Because she does draw, like show her hand a few times mm-hmm. that she's she knows more than what she's letting on mm-hmm. in certain ways. And she is an ancient. And that's one component that was always there. But I, I think she's... I don't think that's that world's Aerith. I think that's what they're trying to build up there, to. There might be something like that, too, because yeah. it's weird. When you meet her for the the second time, when you crash through her the church in Sector 5, after um, trying to destroy Mako number 5, when you're Sector coming song. to... there, He has... Cloud himself, he has this weird like vision of her in like the, the life stream or the pool where she ends up dying. And like it's the iconic scene where... like. Her hands are together, she's praying, like, there's the materia, and, like, why would he know that? Why would he know something that hasn't happened yet? Uh So, like, there has to be, like, some intermingling of, like, these characters are out of place in their timeline. Maybe they saw something, or, I I don't know, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how they handle it, because, like, don't just drop it, you know? This could be really fascinating if you do it well. (laughs) It's completely batshit, but there's almost a coherency that is unheard of for Kingdom Hearts, that like from Nomura, like everything's just like none of this makes sense. This is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. This one, I'm just like, you know what? It's grounded, is why. Th- this is making sense to me. Yeah, because well, it takes its time to seed these ideas very slowly with character interactions and moments where it's like Kingdom Hearts three or two or whatever. They'd throw like 15 organization members at you from the start with weird names. And you're like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> but like, you can build these weirder moments because you're grounding the reality, you're grounding the relationships, and like, it doesn't seem super far-fetched but it's just like it's challenging the norm because it's like well this isn't your fucking grandma's final fantasy 7 it's something new this is not my grandma my grandma's final fantasy was final fantasy 3 <laughs> she loved that one yeah she loved tara yeah, and celeste yeah, yeah, it was best <laughs> anyway um yeah i i'm super fascinated to see where like which directions it goes in but mm-hmm. um i think what this was was amazing on its own right mm-hmm. i i enjoyed so much oh. Here, let, let's go through the best the greatest hits man uh, uh moogie is his name? You hated Moggy. Moggy. Yeah, you hated Moggy. I hate Moggy. Because so, the way he enunciates Koopo is just yeah. like, hey, Koopo. Hey, Koopo, what's going on? Hey, like, No, he, he starts the sentence normally like, welcome, Koopo. <laughs> and you're like, oh. Well, that's how they would say it, though. They really? usually like um, <clears throat> put a, a hyphen to kind of enunciate when, when you see a regular Koopo. So they're a thing in that world, right? Moogles? Moogles. Because like, they yes. show up with uh, the fat Chocobo. They do. It's different, right? Because this world... Are they the Chupacabra of Final Fantasy, you think? I don't Are think they so. goat suckers? <laughs> I think that would be like a, like a behemoth. Like a... Behemoths are probably like the Chupacabra. Behemoth is too big for a Chupacabra. Chupacabra is a, little, a smallish creature. Smaller, okay. Kind of lizardy, a little furry. Hmm. Uh, depending on the reports, right? It's like a, chi- a chimera, maybe. Yeah, it stands on its hind legs. Mm-hmm. Right. Hopefully it's a summon. A DLC summon. Yeah. <laughs> Cactor is a DLC summon. Is it? Yeah, I checked today and I was like, oh, so there's summons that aren't in the game. Gave us an incomplete game, I Daniel. Cut content. Cut content, dude. <laughs> we gotta knock on Namora's door and be like, what are you, what are you doing? Why are you, jipping, why are you against gamers? Why do you hate gamers? Why do you hate gamers? Why do you hate gamers? Is my question, right? Yeah. What stands out to you? Um, a lot. Like, there, I, I had to, like, kind of compile them, like, in my head before I sat down and I, I had a list that broke 10 and I'm like, fuck dude. Cause like every chapter has a really standout moment. Chapter one, I think that like the, the one for one of the Mako reactor coming down and that whole like scene that you do in the demo is fucking phenomenal. Like that's just, if, if when you're a kid imagining a bigger than like a larger than life moment that that moment could have been in 97, they did it here. They fucking nailed it. 
I love the moments of character building with Cloud and Tifa, like, you know, reintroducing them together, the kind of playfulness that they have, the the subtle flirtations between two childhood friends where maybe, like, something isn't being spoken of something more between them, because... You're, sure ca- you're not projecting? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Might I, project. I didn't yeah. get, I didn't catch any of that. Yeah, I, I see it. I, like, I honestly think Tifa just thinks, like, oh, that's my friend. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, she has a few lines, I guess. She really interrogates him about that flower later on in the game before having a breakdown. But yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they openly flirt with each other. It's a bit more playful than it yeah. was in their original, because at the... I think the original, yeah, you just get the sense that they're friends. It's nothing quite like it is here. I, like, they do so much to, to build out that relationship. I and... mean, my impression is the flirt game is strong between him and Aerith. Like, mm-hmm. real strong. Like, they are... You know, going back and forth. With you each can other see that stuff. he's a little, a little troubled by it, though. He's where a little, he's like, a little trouble. yeah, he's feeling new feelings, new feelings. Where like she's like, oh, who's who's Tifa? Is that your girlfriend? And he's like, no, it's nobody. And he tries to like, kind of like slide her under oh, the, the, the 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 rug, know. but like, don't don't hide from that. He doesn't, he doesn't know which direction to go, yeah. man. What a buster. Yeah, what a buster. What a buster. Those opening moments with her are pretty great. Um, being in seventh heaven, the bar, like the, the when she's making him a drink, like that just earnest moment of like two <laughs> friends talking and like just flirting. And then um, the, the realer moments with them where like where they're sitting on the tower, the water tower, and you have the fucking galaxy background. And she's like, you know, you're going to be a soldier someday. You're going to go, you're going to leave, but like you might not come back. And she's like, promise you'll come back for me someday. Promise if I ever need you, you'll be there. And he fucking comes back for her. And like, he fulfills that promise. And it's just such a, such a hard hitting moment of like, yeah, like he cares about her despite all of his stoicism, you know? Mm -hmm. And you're right. Like the moments with Aerith, like so great, so memorable, like chapter, what is it? Seven, eight, nine, all those like little uh, datey moments. Like the church is really great. Like when you're just talking with her and you like you fucking next to her field of flowers that she made or like all that. It's just so I don't know. It's toned down. It's tasteful and it's tasteful. it's memorable. And she's got like a little nerdy charm, yeah, which is uh, an interesting direction to go mm-hmm. with it. Probably in no small part because of the voice actress who does like a fucking phenomenal oh, job. Oh yeah, uh, there's a lot of great voice work mm-hmm. in this game. You know, I actually I want to make this comment. From the demo, I was afraid that Barrett was, like, just a little too over the top for oh, me yeah. to, like, get into. But, like, by the end of the game, I was like, no, Barrett's awesome. Yeah, well, because they play like, into, one of my favorite characters like, the, the original caricature of him being, like, this stereotype, this Mr. T-type character. And mm. He is that in the opening chapter, but, like, as you spend more time with him, he softens, he he ribs with you, you find, like, the dimension of him, like, you know, when Shinra is attacking their fucking home sector, when they drop the plate, all this shit that happens, and he's, like, you know, afraid that Marlene's dead, like, you feel for yeah, the dude. you feel that. Like, when like he's he reacts cr- like an actual dad. When he's crying out for her, and, like, all the people that they lost, I, like, I felt his yeah. emotion. <laughs> yeah, it, like, it's kind of crazy, and it's, when they have that reunion, because I, I just played this chapter on hard, yeah. uh, when they have that reunion in Aerith. Aerith's house mm-hmm. and they're having that conversation where like the little girl is just like okay you can go go mm-hmm. save Aerith like because it was like the right thing to do after yeah. they have that heart to heart where he gets her permission to go help his friends mm-hmm. is such like a cool well done yeah. grounded moment and it was just like oh no no Barrett's the goat Barrett, Barrett is the goat Barrett's he shines goat. in a lot of moments actually all the characters get their time mm-hmm. to shine even all the, of them even the lesser characters because like the, the, the supporting characters are awesome too like, actually Avalanche uh, Jesse Wedge and Big you don't get really any time with in the original they're kind of just characters that like Badger they, for Breaking they, Bad yeah oh yeah that's Badger so good from Breaking Bad they or what about young Charlie Sheen young Charlie Sheen such a Biggs. handsome Sheen himself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they didn't have to do any design work they're just like platoon yeah 
Done. <laughs> really though. Done. But like you don't get anything with these characters. They don't want to interact with you. They don't trust you. And like you get these you go see Jesse's parents, you know, you you're there in her room, like stealing an ID badge from her dying dad. You you have dinner with her her mom, like <laughs> Yes, that's quite a surprising moment. <laughs> it's it's weird. But like um but it's just like it's so much like fleshing out the moments and dimension and giving you more to do with it. It has characters. a it has a lot of dimension. It yeah. does a lot with these characters and it really, really works. I, mm-hmm. I feel like it lands its character work. Uh, above a lot of other things in this mm-hmm. game uh which is great it's mm-hmm. surprising yeah even um, i would say even the villains like the ones that you're supposed to hate, you hate but they're they're well done yeah i mean I, the heart that i think um happened in the smaller quieter moments mm-hmm. in part 15 mm-hmm. that didn't work in the big drama moments in that game mm-hmm. they all work here mm-hmm. they all work they nail the fucking drama yeah oh yeah yeah my, one of my favorite moments and this is such a stellar recreation of the the original much like the opening moment of the game is uh the sector seven plate drop yeah it's it's phenomenal it's probably one of the most riveting emotional beautiful things i've seen on a video game like in the last like fucking i don't know few years the pain on kate sith's face. The, pain, the pain and torment is he's beating the earth with his fist i gotta tell you as somebody that uh, didn't finish final fantasy 7 yeah that was more bewildering than the whispers <laughs> You're like, i was what? like what You're like what is this fucking black cat doing <laughs> is this this cat's in emotional turmoil <laughs> I was, it was like did, did he did he own a pizzeria that got crushed what the fuck <laughs> but yeah that moment was crazy because they foreshadow it and i didn't notice until i did my second play. Hmm through uh, talking about how a plate dropped like decades before mm. Aerith was is explaining that and she said like well uh, <laughs> not as many people lived uh in midgar at that time she was like she still kind of implies it was like a horrible accident right mm. and then for that to happen again and for you to see like sector seven crushed and rifle through you, you see people fucking like just buried under rubble and shit and it's like wow this it, is i think it's interesting heavy. how they handle the 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 scenes too because like mm-hmm. you switch between characters like you go up the tower to stop uh the turks reno and rude as like you know cloud then tifa and barrett and then you switch back to Aerith, who's like trying to save you know the people in sector seven before the plate drops so she's trying to like get him to a different safer place trying to find marlene all the stuff happens and like they just know how to like kind of like cut between scenes like know mm-hmm. how to keep you involved in the overall drama of what's happening because it's very pressing and like it would be so it would still been cool to just focus on you know cloud and, and tifa and barrett but like it's cool that they give you agency of Aerith in those moments too which yeah. is something that i really love that this game does it lets you control other characters in moments that you didn't before like <laughs> when you <laughs> when you do the dress sequence with uh cloud and you get to be Aerith and kind of see him be embarrassed or like see how he reacts after he gets a very <laughs> expensive hand massage and he basically <laughs> is just kind of like beside himself like you're you're playing as Aerith, and i think the the way they build those bigger moments of like okay well now you need to be this character in a moment of peril so well done so well done you're skipping over all these big moments that hand massage was just, <laughs> that was extra that was an extra moment where i was just like it's, this is all an allegory for getting the fucking yeah. hand job <laughs> like like it's it you could tell like clouds a virgin clouds a virgin clouds a virgin yeah 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 but fucking madam m came in there took those gloves those fucking gauntlets off and made those fingers yeah. magic he's never felt anything like that he's never he basically jizzes in his pants he uh, yeah <laughs> i was i was refraining from saying like he came his pants but it was like yeah you know he came his pants he busted his sword all over those jinko pants that boy's a buster focus shot all over that place <laughs> oh all right all right all right maximum <laughs> yeah. fury over here <laughs> yeah oh man this game's so so good the and- game cooks 
The and game cooks, dude. Honestly, my favorite moments, some of them are in the end chapters, Shinra HQ. Because uh, it just goes so big. It goes big. It like, goes so big. Like, that set piece is already cool in the original, but, like, they make you walk through the levels, like, in very interesting ways. Because it's... Shinra HQ is it's kind of like luxury apartments. Two people live there. Above the people, but below, like, the actual, like, headquarter operations. And then there's, like, a museum you walk through and a fucking, like, entertainment area and, like, all these, like, interesting parts that just, like make it feel lived in and wrought with history. Yeah, just super well realized yeah. is what it is. Like yeah. the design work is amazing in this game mm-hmm. where I every area is interesting. At the the even even the sewers, which I despise sewers mm-hmm. in every single fucking mm-hmm. game. At least like some of it's interesting how it like opens up to the sure. where you got to do the the glue the grates up sure. and down. That's more interesting than the original fucking game. Let me yeah, tell you I'll, what. I'll say that. I mean, the original <laughs> game would have done it in like 10 minutes, but yeah. this game obsesses. <laughs> yeah, you this go back actually, to the sewers. Back to the sewers. One of the things that I don't like is the way it obsesses with like the the smaller areas, the mini dungeons and the, the mini games you have to do within them. Mm. Like when you're the, what is it? The sector five, six expressway where, where you have to fucking move mechanical hands and you know, lift cargo crates. Oh, I love those hands. Or- <laughs> that shit was great. I don't know what you're talking so about. You're silly. fucking crazy. The hand yeah. stuff was great. And then the sewer shit's like wacky too, where it's like, okay, I'm lowering like water levels. Well, I'm like, I get that you needed to yeah. pad it out, but like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. There definitely <laughs> is a lot of like walk up and like either hold or press triangle. And mm-hmm. that's, that's your basic interaction yeah. with the world besides fights. Yeah. I, I get it. That honestly does make it feel like the PS one game it's derived from, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest with mm-hmm. you. But yeah, some of it works. Some of it doesn't for me. Mm-hmm. I think I felt that way, especially in the train yard, the haunted train yard. Oh, yeah. Fuck, fil- filled with children's ghosts, because this game just does not give a fuck about anything. <laughs> There's a thought in the train yard. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a weird fan theory that I think Nomura and them have kind of like debunked. But the the idea that Final Fantasy VII and X are in a shared world uh, because of like the ghost and like the little sparkles and like kind of it's like the dream of the faith from final fantasy 10 where like when like a spirit is there like you can kind of see its impression on the world in a visual way and Mm, they trust you on this yeah there were people kind of speculating like oh is this how they tied it in because there there was a thought that xanarchan and spira is the world that existed before the ancients came in and established like the world of final fantasy 7 so well that's do child ghosts the ghost, the, the, the faith. That the, the chariot the, the demon, the chariot demon had <laughs> yeah. all captured. Yeah. The spirit of faith is the child's, the <laughs> that, children's. It's, it's, it's the kind of parallel that, that I'm trying to say. But well, uh, it's interesting you say they, they debunked it because they did confirm 7 and 10 are the same world. When? You remember it was like, yeah, hey, but... you know how they're shared? They are a shared okay, world. Okay, they are. Nomura straight up said yes. Where like oh. the beginning temple that when, when um, Blitzball champion, what is mm-hmm. his name? Titus. Yeah. When he wakes up like in the water temple that fucking thing is a Shinra shrine. Oh, really? Shinra is the connection between both worlds. It's supposed to be the same planet. Oh, uh, that's cool. But it's like, I think thousands of years separated. Oh, like yeah, it would have to be. Yeah, yeah, It's like crazy separated. Yeah, because like if Sin came, destroyed the world, and then the ancients mm-hmm. came through and all this other shit happened, yeah. then, you know, Midgar would then become what it was. So. Actually, you want to know something fucking crazy? Mm. Chadley becomes Sin. Chadley becomes Sin. Chadley becomes Sin. <laughs> the fourth generation incarnate of Sin. <laughs> exactly. Fucking Chadley. And the sex pervert becomes yuna you wait luna i've i i haven't beaten i or Who's i haven't luna? played i don't know <laughs> is there a luna in that oh, game oh yuna part 10 yeah just yuna? yuna yeah yeah luna yeah. there's lulu and there's yuna Sh- oh. you're shipping them 
Am I? You're doing a, a Luna ship. Are they in X2? Yeah. <laughs> yes, they are. The only game good enough to, to, <laughs> to not beat Final to, Fantasy VII. To make originally. a man put down Final Fantasy VII. Other callouts, you know, the the writing's great, the script's great, the story's great. I love the music a lot. Dialogue's good. The, um, uh, the, the sprinkling mu- of um, curse words all over the script is amazing. That's um, really good. Cloud literally calls Sephiroth a bitch. He calls Sephiroth a bitch, and it, it feels so earned. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I'm like, ah, uh, fuck yes. It feels so good. It's exactly, because it's what you would do, right? Like, yeah. You get in there and you be like, you bitch! <laughs> it's great. Well, the scene where fucking Heidegger calls um, Reeves a pussy. <laughs> well, no, he said he stinks of cowardice. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, do you smell that again? <laughs> you reek. <laughs> smells like somebody, smells like cat piss in here. It's a great moment. Because like, uh, fucking Reeves, hot ass Reeves, by the way, walks and goes like, I don't think we should drop a plate on thousands of people. Yeah, like the mayor is like, I don't think we should do this. And President Schindler is like, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. We're doing He's, this. He's just like, that's cute. Yeah. Why are they? Why did? Why did they need Reeves around again? Uh, he's a good face guy. He's a good face guy. He's yeah. the mayor. Yeah. He's yeah, a good yeah. face guy. Yeah. Don't they? Wait. No. 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 He's not the mayor. They keep the mayor locked up in a broom closet, watching um, a bunch of monitors. That's the mayor. The bald guy. Oh, I'm sorry. Reeves is he's the planner of urban development. So his investment oh. is like he built like kind of like the sectors and slums and the plates and everything. He's like, well, why are you going to destroy my work? You know, this makes no sense. Yeah. He's like, like why are you also why are you going to kill people? like his first concern was his work his second concern was people getting crushed yeah yeah no reeves hopefully we get to play as reeves he joins your party yeah at one point at one point but the stink of cowardice will be (laughs) we'll uh, be there it'll actually be a that's his limit break that's his limit break (laughs) (laughs) he just starts stinking um what what else about this fucking magnificent game there's so much we're missing because there's just so much there to dive into right yeah i started to say that like talk about the music i think the music's phenomenal like the reimagining of the themes is really cool and i like that you collect themes um in discs like throughout the game there's 31 in total and i think that's just a really fun little collectible um nod yeah it's it's a good nod and it's kind of reminiscent of like collecting the original themes in final fantasy 15 i was like yeah it's it's cool that they do stuff like that right because they're trying to tell you like we don't we're not forgetting our legacy Mm. or lore and stuff even if a lot of fans like aren't aren't, like totally happy with the directions the new games are going in they're still inspired by them they're still Mm -hmm. like i know you keep on saying like this is the least final fantasy that you've ever played and and i like i don't disagree with the concept Mm -hmm. but there's enough there for me to feel like yeah, this is Final Fantasy, just in the same way that a Resident Evil remake can come out and not play, like, any of the old ones and not have mm-hmm. some of the same mechanics the old ones, and it's still Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Like, 7 felt that way. It was like, you walk in and go, like, this is completely recombobulated, it's first person, mm-hmm. but there's something so Resident Evil about this, mm-hmm. you know? That's how I felt about 7, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I get it. It's not turn-based, it's not this, it's not that. It's, it's super linear, there's no open world, there's <clears throat> fucking weird, you know, side quests. It's very, very fucking laser-focused on story. Mm-hmm. I, like, 15 did that walk, too, where I'm like, yeah, you don't feel like a Final Fantasy game, you don't feel like a fantasy world at all, actually. Like, there's no fantastical elements to, to 15. But then you do the things that you would do in a normal game. There's an open world, there's an airship, there's dungeons. Like, this game doesn't have that at all and like it it's not even to the detriment of it is the thing like yes it doesn't feel like it but it's almost for the better because like you have a a complete deliberate story that they're trying to tell and if they did anything more or less with it it would have taken away from the overall impact yeah yeah i think trying to um trying to like basically one for one the original what wouldn't be a good approach Mm -hmm. or or even making something that even tried to follow those plot beats but still did the whole expanded thing. It's like, no, I, I think it needed those elements where it's yeah. its own beast because that's what makes it refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's like we pass down stories through the ages. Mm-hmm. And I don't think video games are any different. I think 
the fact that they are very recent mm-hmm. in the grand spectrum of things, but like <clears throat> I think it's okay for video games every fucking two decades to reinvent itself, but mm-hmm. still carry the heart of what it was before yeah. in different ways because it's just trying to express itself differently throughout the ages. Mm-hmm. Things can't be the same forever. No, they're not going to make a fucking sixteen-bit, you know, Final Fantasy every twenty years, mm-hmm. right? It's as much as some people want. I think there will always be mm-hmm. games like Octopath Traveler to be sure. there for that. But I like that this is new, that mm-hmm. it's different, and pushing in a direction that they feel is the right one to go for the franchise right now. Yeah. I mean, it feels right. It feels modern. I like how modern it feels. Like, it doesn't feel stilted in any weird ways where, like, you know, <clears throat> certain Kingdom Hearts titles or Final Fantasies feel like you feel like you, you belong in two separate generations somehow. Like, this feels great for what they did. And um, I'm fascinated to see what they do going forward because the next one's inevitably going to be, like, it's going to be next gen you know and how do you handle that how do you do different things with it um i i mean i'm sure the graphics are gonna push fucking on all engines and fucking be amazing looking um but half your party is gonna be animals half your party is gonna be animals (laughs) cats mechanized moogles ninjas and red dogs we didn't talk about red 13 too much i like i like that they gave him the gravelly sexy ass voice he sounds so good (laughs) oh god i I don't want to imagine the rule 60 two of red 13 right now 62. what is it rule 63 maybe i think it's 36 rule 36 the rule we're rule 34 rule 34. yeah i don't want to imagine the rule 34 <laughs> surrounding red 13 right now about like fucking weird sex fantasies you know that's nice yeah. there, your mind went straight there <laughs> <laughs> listen I've, I've had a lack of sex jokes people just want to people just want a pet Red 13, you're just like, show me his <laughs> Show me his red rocket. <laughs> Take me to the fucking Cosmo Canyon on Jesus that rocket. <laughs> but no, but he... Well, he's cool, and he's, he's cool awesome. to have the party. He's cool. Uh, he's definitely cool to have the party. And I get people's disappointment not playing as him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, they said they're going to rectify that in the next one. Yeah, like, there wasn't ever going to be a world where you don't play as him. <clears throat> but I think to <clears throat> introduce a new character in the last <clears throat> three, four hours of the game, it's like introducing a new mechanic at the end of a game, right? Like, yeah. like you have to rebalance the game. You have to make it mean something. And it's just like, it wouldn't make sense for him to be playable. I like that he's in your party. He does things within, he fights alongside you, but they're, they're going to let you play as him eventually. And I imagine it's going to be the same thing with like, you know, Yuffie, Vincent, Kate, Sith, and uh, Sid, you know, all those characters that we haven't met yet. I'm sure we're going to get to play as him. So do you think you could, uh, so I heard like you can skip Vincent. Yeah. You can skip Vincent and Yuffie. Mm. They're completely optional characters. Do you think the the next parts will do that? I I think that would be crazy. It would be crazy. I honestly hope they introduce him via story because he's got a really interesting story. He 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 was a fucking ex Turk who ended up getting experimented on by Shinra. That's so, what Shinra does, yeah. dude. Shinra's the umbrella of Final Fantasy. Yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> they get in there. So what do they do to him? They give him a bigger dick. What, what <laughs> they give him a bigger Mako dick. Bigger Mako dick. Yeah, he, yeah, he's just got some fucking crazy powers, superpowers, and huh. he's got torment for all that was done to him. Torment? Yeah, what you find torment? him. In a, you find him in a mansion. You have to do like this crazy like sequence of like movements and side questy things. Ooh. And then I forget how you get Yuffie, but she's like um she's like a materia thief. She's like a ninja class who's really cool. <laughs> materia thief. Yeah, I like that. That sounds cool. There, there's a character they introduce um in the game. She's like the the granddaughter of the angel of the slums. I forget her name. Kai- Kiri. Yeah, they call her Kiri. Kyrie. Kyrie. She reminds me of like Yuffie. I'm like, what if they introduce Yuffie as her in this game, but then switch it in the next one? They're like, oh, she was in front of your face the whole time. That <laughs> uh, won't happen. I, but... that, that won't happen because yeah. that character is actually from extended Final yeah, Fantasy exactly, VII lore. Exactly. She's an established character yeah. from like a book, a novella. Yeah. 
I don't know what she did. I don't. I don't know. What she just did hung either. out. <laughs> she was in the manga. Yeah. But there's there's a lot of stuff that they're gonna do that I'm looking forward to. A lot of characters, a lot of summons we haven't seen yet. I I can't wait to fucking go to the the Golden Saucer. I feel like that's gonna be like its own wall market event of itself, where you're gonna be doing like mini games and gambling and snowboarding and the motorcycle game and all this shit. So it's gonna be like that casino part from the Last Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> except it's not gonna suck. He went yeah. <laughs> except it's gonna be better because right. Cloud can snowboard. All right, man. As long as the Benicio del Toro though is there, yeah. del Toro's <laughs> is there in a completely disposable role, that would be great. He plays Kate Sith. He's Kate Sith. <laughs> <laughs> the anguish. <laughs> the revenge will be had. Ballpark, right? What do you imagine this game is going to look like in terms of parts? Like, are we looking at like three parts, four parts, or maybe is this a seven-part venture? Seven-part like, venture. did fucking Namura split his soul into seven pieces, like Voldemort, and he's fucking hiding it amongst the discs? They're never going to finish it, like fucking Game of Thrones. Like, it's just oh, I would lose my mind if they never finished this game. Yeah, it's going to be the next Half Life Three of oh the industry. God. Yeah, yeah, predicting it right now. Now, I, I think um, if they're being I, I really don't know, but I, I my bet my bet is probably four parts. It might be four parts. Mm. I think so. I want it to be three. I think a trilogy would be fantastic yeah, for this it, title. It would make sense. But I think the way that they haven't been clear on that messaging of like what to say about how mm-hmm. many parts it'll be, I don't know if that's because they don't want to piss people off mm-hmm. too early and just be like, hey, w- just wait and see. You yeah. know, because like their hope is probably that you get through the second part and think, man, I love this. I, I need even more because look at us right now, right? Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, people won't get so jilted about the fact that they're buying like four fucking games mm-hmm. <laughs> to com- tell one story. But I hope the case that Final Fantasy VII Remake made for itself justifies that mm-hmm. i think it might be justified if they expanded as much as they've done and put as much care as they did for this part mm-hmm. for the next three parts but i don't know what's your guess i, I my hope is for three parts like the original <laughs> game was three discs uh the, the first one was the most substantial there's like 30 hours of game there second disc is like the lesser of them and then the the last disc is basically like the fight with sephiroth um and Genova. i think you just have potential to tell because you have to treat it, if you're treating it like a trilogy, quadrilogy, you have to make each story feel self-contained. You almost have to make it two to where people can onboard, right? And treat it like, okay, maybe I'm picking up the second one as if it's my first game. Why somebody would do that, I don't know, but it's bound to happen, right? So I think you still have to tell these very clean, self-contained stories. But having too many, like having a sprawl of five games, just like, mm-hmm. now you're being a little too, like, overindulgent with it. Like, I, I don't like, think that could happen. Like, I respect, like, the vision you guys have, but know when to reel it in. And, like, we're going to get to a point where we have to know how Sephiroth's story ends. We have to know what's going on. Or, you know, maybe them retooling it as maybe them being like, well, fuck it, we can do this in two parts because the end is going to be way different, you know? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. I would actually be very shocked if they were just like, oh, it's actually two parts. I don't think it's going to be, be two, like, but... what? Like, I could see them playing fast and loose, but um, I think no. in the least we're looking at a trilogy. In the least we won't see it complete for, like, six years. And, uh, yeah. You have to, you <laughs> have to be... That. And, yeah, their messaging isn't going to be clear because I think they're figuring out as they go, too. That um, I think that might be a part of it, too. Yeah. For sure. They, maybe they just don't know. They're just like, well, uh, we'll see what that looks like when we get mm-hmm. there with all the content that we have to get through, right? Yeah. I'm sure there's a bunch of shit that's just sitting in pre-production still, sure. technically, for the rest of the games. I, I, I wonder how expansive that planning was. Mm-hmm. Did they focus on just seven with, like, seeding ideas for the next ones? Or did they say to themselves... 
let's plan the entire arc. Here's what every character is going to look like, even Vincent and all these guys like right now. Mm -hmm. And like just focused on actually executing on seven Mm -hmm. while, you know, there's a planning team. I'd actually be super interested to figure out how they've been um, leveraging their teams to Mm -hmm. support this fucking odyssey homer's odyssey of yeah. fucking final fantasy it's such an endeavor like yeah. they have their work cut out for them and uh i think they're going to be perfectionist about it too mm-hmm. why not point. man this was worth it i feel like it was worth it mm-hmm. maybe other people disagree but i i i really really enjoyed this game it's yeah. one of my favorite final fantasies right now yeah it probably sits on my my top five pretty easily yeah. i don't i don't it I want to call it my number one, but they're like legacy Whoa. Final Fantasies to me that just kind of sit above that just because of, you know, reasons. Right? <laughs> like, like 10-2, yeah, I get it. Yeah, exactly. 10-2 is my favorite Final Fantasy. Dirge of Cerberus is mine. <laughs> <laughs> Dissidia 2 is my favorite one. Oh, I'm a big Dissidia NT fan, man. I'm a big <laughs> Dissidia NT. In fact, Noctis has his original uh, Versus 13 costume in the game where he's wearing mm-hmm. basically a garbage bag. Oh. Nomura's Jedi garbage bag costume. Jedi garbage bag and yeah. he's wearing a fucking uh, ramen hat. Oh, you see, that's the thing that disappointed about about this game. Where is the product placement, man? Yeah. Nothing makes me feel like I'm in reality more than literally one brand existing in all of a universe. <laughs> what 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 ramen brand was it? Was it top? Cup ramen? noodle. Cup noodle? Oh my it's god. Cup noodle. <laughs> Fuck. It was everywhere. <laughs> you would, you did a whole cup noodle side quest. Like it You was... had to kill a Tyrannosaurus Rex in order to just put his fucking meat in a cup noodle. Like that's what you ended up doing with it. That was what? So ridiculous. Are you kidding me? Yeah, this game did not have a product placement, which is strange because you would think that they were hungry for money to fund it but i guess they had it what if it was that like the uh clouds bike was really a harley davidson <laughs> oh that'd been cool instead what is it they call it like a, a gnarly richardson <laughs> a gnarly richardson <laughs> you know how they did a bunch of promo with butterfinger for the game where like what did cl- they cloud is munching on a, a butterfinger where the fuck was i <laughs> they've been i've been what? seeing them everywhere yeah what yeah that was part of like the lean in marketing for it so it would have been weird if like you go to one of the vending machines and you find a butterfinger that would be great you eat it it just fucking like boosts your mp (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't that be the one thing like it would be it would make the perfect companion piece to Mm. death stranding at that point oh yeah where there's just monster energy for no reason (laughs) in the game i i would love some more so that's my thing i want more butterfingers more more uh renowned candies where's my butterfinger buster right like a whole fucking sword situation I listen, man. These are not bad ideas. Not bad ideas. Nomura probably is like like taking notes right now. Well, first of all, I'm assuming that he's listening to. I hope podcast. so. I hope so. You'd have to, right? Yeah. We're the Savory Boys, of course. <laughs> we're, we're the only out. sponsored Final Fantasy podcast ever. Yeah, when we pop that plaid, he's gonna have to fly us out to yeah. uh, to Square Enix, and we get to see what's going on with Kingdom Hearts Four. Oh, you would love that. I would absolutely love that. Yeah. I love Keyblades. I love um, <laughs> I love Sora. I love uh, love uh, uh, what's the one? Riku. No, yeah, Riku, the guy from Seventh Heaven. Yeah, yeah. yeah the other Seventh Heaven. Sorry, uh, <laughs> David Gallagher. Didn't David Gallagher? He did. David Gallagher totally fucking. Yeah, did it didn't take me Still very does. many degrees to get back to uh, WB. <laughs> oh my god! Where do we go with this? You want to end this? Um, yeah, we're we're sitting at hour fifty, basically. Hour fifty, man. Let's give some closing thoughts. Um, this game is obviously outstanding. I would be surprised if another game came along and sidestepped it as game of the year for me this year uh, yeah i hope i hope hopefully last of us part two st- still ho- comes out yeah hopefully the last of us part two still comes out i don't doubt that that game is gonna be a powerhouse and it's gonna be so fucking moving but like this game left a hard impression like for me to want to roll over and like beat a 40 hour game twice 
and not yep. even skip cutscenes and still be engrossed on the edge of my bed watching everything and being involved because all the moments are so well done and matter and like I'm still like I want to take the emotional journey again after I'm like should I play it a third time wow. like so I obviously I love it I want to keep spending time with the world and the characters because like it's special you know it's it's a legacy title brought to life in a really great way you know mm-hmm. and um I'm I'm happy we got it you know it could have been delayed um, I'm surprised they actually got it out on time. I mean, they technically did, and they delayed yeah. it a week, remember? Whatever. I'm, no, I always hold it against yeah, them. The week. <laughs> when Nomura betrayed the gamers, okay? I, I think there might be one game that might sideline uh, FF7 Remake this year. Maneater, when it comes sure, out next month. Sure, yeah, Maneater. Open world shark game, yeah. dude. What the fuck? That's At least that game had an open world. Pure video- oh, <laughs> shit. Took, took them down. Took yeah. them down. But uh, no, this game is just... It's it's pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. Is the best way that I can put it. I I'm as engrossed. Uh, you touched on the same feeling that I have, which is I'm repeating the game and skipping a few cutscenes to get through and just you know knock out hard mode for the mm-hmm. trophy. And I'm stopping and going like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait, I want to watch this cutscene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, wait, I actually want to go through the side quest even though I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, the, the only cutscenes that I'm really skipping are like some of the Shinra HQ ones because I don't really care about like High Dagger like at all. You don't like the smell of cowardice. I don't. I don't care for it. Yeah. But, like, the, the tender moments, the fun moments, like, redoing the motorcycle scene, or, like, those moments where you're, like, hanging out with Avalanche, or, like, you know, even, like you said, some of the side quests are still, like, a lot of fun. Like, finding the Chocobos, like, you know, what's a Final Fantasy without Chocobos? And at least this game lets you find three of them, you know? I, I legit told myself, like, I don't think I need to do the side quest, but I feel really bad about these Chocobos mm-hmm. being on the lamb. I really do. I was excited when I went through on my second and kind of third playthrough to get all the dresses that there were still side quests that I hadn't done, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah, swallow that facts. Yeah, huh? swallow that. You gotta gotta meet up with fucking Beck, that stupid bitch. Yep. <laughs> Beck sucks. His whole crew—they're afraid of you. Yep. They get Andre the Giant to fight you. Oh yeah, they do from the Coliseum. Fight. He's wearing a face mask. Is that intentional? I don't know. Is Nomura baiting me? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what he's doing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> a dust ghost got in my way. <laughs> he's trying to distract me. <laughs> Gotta keep sharp during these COVID hours. <laughs> this game is really fucking good. Again, mm-hmm. I will reiterate. Mm-hmm. I really, really like it. I and for me, again, I, I, I don't. I actually enjoy it when an established franchise says we're gonna do something different yeah right like i i'm interested in yakuza 7 it went turn-based mm-hmm. that's totally fine it's mm-hmm. interesting there's literally 18 yakuza's they're all beat-em-ups you can play that if you don't want like one that's different sure right and maybe that's a little different for final fantasy and i'm sympathetic to that fact mm-hmm. we don't have just straight up turn-based classic yeah. final fantasies anymore we don't it would be cool for them to like kind of maybe revisit that on like side branches now that they've basically remastered everything under the sun except for the classics uh, yeah, except for the 13 trilogy. Yeah. Oh, there's that. Yo. <laughs> We're still missing that. I will actually Support play that. that. Now that I know that the Stagger system had its origins there, I need mm-hmm. to go back like a fucking video game archaeologist and figure out how it was Honestly, done. and the, <laughs> the paradigm system and the classes are really interesting, and you have to strategize battles in really cool ways. I, so. After playing this game, I am still hungry for Final Fantasy, and that's actually yep. one of the coolest feats that this game does. It's not just like, this is all I want from Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. I'll fuck the rest. No, it makes me go, 
wow, this reminds me of the magic that got me into yeah, these games to begin with. Yeah, it reminds me of why I'm a fan and why yeah. I love, you know, all of it. I love the, the artwork of, you know, Yoshitaka Amana, the, the music, the fucking... Nailed that. The, the vision that Katase and Nomura have been fucking painting over these years and with these games, like, it just reminds me of, like, why this franchise is important, you know? Yeah, I find myself <laughs> wanting to hop back to, like, they just have a sale on PSN right now for, like, Big in Japan, a mm-hmm. bunch of uh, FFs are on yeah. sale. I picked up 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, the PS4 version. I'm like, hey, fuck it, I'll, I'll play ten. I might get it too because it comes with ten and ten too, and it's only like what twelve bucks. Yeah, and I kind of want to play fifteen again because I miss my boys, mm-hmm. and I know they did a lot of patching and adding content yes. to that game that I've totally not engaged with. Mm-hmm. I know the combat's not going to satisfy me, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like, well, we got a hell of a wait before the next part. That's true. <laughs> might as well go back and play those bad boys. Yeah, I think because where we're going right now is a very interesting we're in another drought like considering everything that's going on with like covid and like games that have been like indefinitely delayed or things that we don't even know about like we have a backlog now we have game time to play through whatever and i i'm gonna plunge hard into like final fantasy games like i'm already playing seven again i want to go back to nine zodiac age is one that i haven't finished and Mm -hmm. then 15 like you know i have all the trophies in the main game but fuck it i really want to play that game again feel exactly the same like it just want to go back because we never went back to it after they kind of retooled the ending and no that's true i hate chapter 14 was oh no chapter 13 was disgustingly bad i thought they changed like 13 14 and 15 they changed a lot and then and then what luna freya's brother was in the game right was that her brother the white robe dude I don't remember. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. They, but, appa- they apparently give him a reason to actually show up. Hmm. Yeah. So good stuff. Interesting, interesting. And I even picked up episode Arden. Oh yeah. Cause it was I like was, what? Two bucks. It was two forty nine. Yeah. I was like, Oh, this is the same price as a Butterfinger. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love this game. This is a good game. Please play this game. That's my thing. Like whether you're a, f- like I was talking to an old high school friend about it where, um, she's like, yeah, my, my husband was saying I should play this. And I'm like, I don't know your history with final fantasy. I know you're a kingdom hearts fan, but like either way you should play this game because it's fucking awesome. Like, even if like, it might be a little too hard, play it on easy, you know, just enjoy it. Cause like it's, <laughs> it's triple a game development, story, gameplay, everything at its best knocks it out of the park, out of the park, out of the park. Oh, uh, hey, uh, hey, uh, save roommates, we got a treat. Uh, Matt Damon is here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Matt Damon, and I fucking love this game, eh? Hey, what was your uh, fucking favorite part of doing uh, Good Will Hunt? What, uh, the part where I did math, <laughs> and Robin Williams said, hey, you smart, you smart apple, you want to be my fucking uh, physics prodigy, hey? You smoke meth? And the A is Canadian. Where's the A coming <laughs> from, dude? No, I'm really, God, I'm so damn. bad at accents. God, it's okay, I'm terrible. Yeah, like, yeah. I- can't do a british accent for the life of me <laughs> that will never come out of my fucking vocaloids <laughs> i will say i understand why people are, are mad about you know the remake in its own ways something that's coveted many people's favorite game of all time like you know the, there's trepidation with it much like i'm sure you felt with like resident evil 2 remake where it's like they could fuck this up <laughs> if, if tomorrow like you know that's fine koji kondo and fucking um i and newman all of them came out and said hey we're Putting the we're getting the gang back together and we're remaking Ocarina of Time. I'd be like, okay, I'm excited, but like, is it gonna be like Breath of the Wild? What are you gonna do with it? Like, mm-hmm. is it gonna be a one for one? So I'd be you know nervous because like you're playing with like you know a beloved game that you want to stay forever. But like we said before, and like I'll keep saying that game, you still have it. This game, it's the new new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's true enough. That's that's a the good way to look at it. Again, it, it's a reboot of Final Fantasy mm-hmm. VII, and either you can swallow that pill because mm-hmm. I 
I think it's easy to swallow. There's a lot there that calls back to the original game. That's fine, you know? Yeah. But um, if it's not for you, it's not for you, man. But just be aware, this is probably going to be Square Enix's main focus mm-hmm. for the next few yep. decades. Honestly, if they switch perspective, if like the team's like, oh, we're going to focus on fucking all these iterative Kingdom Hearts games. No, no, no. no. Fuck you, stop. Don't. Don't. Put your energy here. You're going to see the return. People are buying this game. It's bringing Final Fantasy Cells to like an all-time high. Unless they did a Birth <laughs> like, by Sleep 2. Does that make sense? birth by sleep 358 and a half days remind remix uh god i don't want that dance party edition that's part of my worry too that maybe he's gonna get a little too heady with the further installations and his weird namura way oh listen this is like this is a great like intro showing yeah but this could go topsy-turvy real quick it's strapping kids it's gonna get fucking weird fucking weird or (laughs) incomprehensible like that's what i'm hoping that it doesn't have Mm -hmm. like please 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 continue down this route that that you had a good balance of everything Mm -hmm. right Please don't get nuts with the heady, stupid, fucking dimensional ripping. Don't Xenonort the shit out of this game with Sephiroth. Oh my god. Are you gonna, Please don't are do you that. Are going to Nord us? Don't Nord us, man. <laughs> Just Well, know. I guess Sephiroth is technically out there Nording. You know, he's fucking controlling sleeper agents. and Like I said, it's it's too close. It's too close. <laughs> and repeat, like, history just repeats itself, man. We gotta listen to Aerith, which is, we don't look backward. We move forward, it's man. True. We just gotta keep on moving forward. All right. Nomura trust you we trust you well, in the Mur, we trust man, i don't trust him that much but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I encourage you this is a more yeah. closer to the mark one but yeah uh play this fucking game man play this oh, game oh, oh, oh also daniel what i will i will pay you a lot of money to intro this episode with chocobo hip-hop oh okay with chocobo <laughs> that's how we should intro the show i'm down fantastic i mean there are a few good themes i could probably intro with no nah, none of them yeah. just the, the chocobo, chocobo hip-hop. hip-hop yeah it's, oh it's the greatest retooling on the soundtrack there's all, all the retoolings are actually really great like T- tifa's theme retooled is good uh yeah. fucking don corneo's theme is somehow really fun yeah oddly enough <laughs> yeah. some of them like the way that they use them don't make sense though mm. like sometimes they just do it to do it like the, t- the tunnel part with the arms where they just play that goofy fucking song yeah. and you're just like what is this what are you doing what is this um edm version <laughs> of an old theme there's like a chip tune like pop punk dance song that plays like when you and you're playing as tifa and Aerith, and you're going through corneo's mus- um, mansion to save cloud and it's like this fucking like really like high octane like pop music and i'm like this is weird what but is it fits sure some of it fits yeah. some of it's really out there but yeah, the battle music though. And you talk about the battle music for a second because uh it gets me fucking hyped, dude. It's so metal yeah. and so awesome and like I'm hearing like fucking like just really complex rhythms and riffs. I'm like, "Holy shit." Like for as as bitch of a fight as Hell House was, I liked hearing the phases of the battle theme go through and like kind of evolve and get like tense as you got tense. That was actually one of the highlight themes for me. Yeah. Even though I I fucking hated that goddamn house, but I loved it at the same time. I mm-hmm. respected it derived respect it derived respect me. it derived respect from me but yeah yeah that theme it, it goes off there's a lot that goes off mm-hmm. but yeah man we I, I think we just gotta shut it down and keep on playing this game yeah. doggy dog time to strike our final fantasy fanfare poses and, and bring this one home i like that they call that back in two really fun ways yeah when barrett hums it and then rude has a ringtone it's fucking like reno calls him and that's the fucking theme and i'm like are you kidding me guys like stops and looks at him like what it's so fucking funny such a meta moment yeah what a great game thank you namura now now you may rest now you may rest like sakurai 
for like a day. Just kidding. You like, gotta keep making. Yeah, this you game. gotta keep making this. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. Well, let's reel this in. Um, we didn't intro the show properly. We are the save room. You know, we're the only podcast that is going to do our reviews and parts going here on out. You know, it just kind of yeah. is what it is. Um, if you didn't know, you can find us on soundcloud.com slash the save room show, Spotify, Stitcher, Google play, iTunes, everywhere on the sun, maybe on a jukebox in a, in a sex dungeon somewhere or in the sewers. It's going to show up as question marks and show... then you buy it and you're just like, Oh, save room theme. This is Whoops. weird. <laughs> save room mambo. <laughs> the save room. Mo- <laughs> save room ska. <laughs> save room psychobelly. Oh, I like that. Yeah, psychobelly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you can find us over at Twitch, Kevin on twitch.tv slash the red herb, me at twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels, where we've been streaming a lot of Final Fantasy VII. I'm going to stream some more hard mode tonight, yeah. probably. Yeah. How, so, how does it feel streaming it on hard? Is it like streaming like Dark it's Souls? Even harder. Yeah. It's even harder because it's like the stream curse is there where yep. I'm the whole stream is three hours of me <laughs> screaming at a yep. boss fight. Then I turn the game off and kill him in one. That's horrible. I hate that curse. I got lucky when I was doing mine yesterday because I went back. I was like, I got to get all these um, dresses to get that one trophy fucking get, Gotta get the, these dresses get dude. all nine bridal dresses Gotta get these fucking bridal dresses. with getting them that's that's something that carried over from yeah. the original and then yep. 15 had a dress yep. obsess moment yep. and then Where this you one does too man yeah Nomura, what's going on what's going on Nomura? he's got he's got a soft side there's some pathos <laughs> occurring here it's fine um but when i was streaming yesterday i was i went back and like kind of did chapter select and did normal so i could just kind of beat out those certain like side quests and mission paths and then at the end of my stream i'm like cool i gotta roll back into chapter 10 go back to hard and i started to get spanked for like fucking 30 minutes by abzu and i'm like yep this is where the game gets hard again <laughs> so <laughs> oh it reminds you i i'm actually like kind of dreading some of the further fights like Genova and the sephiroth fight like that fight is really really great i didn't actually talk oh, that fight up enough but it's gonna be hard it's gonna be pretty fucking yeah. hard, man. I um, there's a few more deaths, a lot more deaths mm-hmm. in my future. Mm-hmm. I got killed by the Tonberry on hard. Oh my god! Fucking de- decimated my crew, son. Yo, those Tonberries fucking get in there and stab you to death. They do not care. <laughs> they are Earth real, and they are motherfuckers. Good luck on some of the VR fights you have to do, like the Bahamut fight. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, that you're gonna get mega flared to death. Yeah, I'm not excited. But yeah. it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be great to get that platinum. Yeah. Um, I think ETA, we could probably get in the next, like, three days, three, four days. I'm not going to try to rush it that hard. Yeah. I'm a, my it, agitation's been flaring. My thing, too, is, like, I kind of don't want it to end. I know, man. Where just, like, I some platinums, I'm like, I need to get this. I got to be laser focused. But I'm like, but if I get it, then I have no reason to keep playing. I, yeah, isn't that weird? People yeah. are not going to relate to that at all. But, like, not at all. I have not touched death stranding since i platted that game and it's like one of my favorite games of last year and it's more relevant now than ever and you walked away but it's like we go so hard on a game and and absorb so much of it at once that it's like it it resonates through months and months but i will this is a game that i feel like i will want to revisit uh every once in a a while Mm -hmm. thank you chapter select I can skip to the Aerith chapter directly. <laughs> You're just gonna. I'm gonna hear you in the middle of the night just playing the fucking Aerith chapters. I'm gonna hear the Sector Five theme. You're gonna hear Hollow, yeah. I'm gonna hear the Hollow. I'm gonna hear fucking Aerith just fucking jabbing at Cloud, saying she's gonna be a better soldier than he is, and all this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Get behind me, so I can watch your back, right? <laughs> yeah, their dialogue's so good. All, all the good. dialogue. Oh my god, it's all good. Honestly, this is probably gonna be an ongoing conversation in every oh, yeah. episode because this this game is gonna keep being great so um otherwise tweeted us on twitter at save room show tell us your fi- favorite final fantasies tell us that we're wrong about you know the fact that we like this game more than the original tell us anything you know and start a hashtag yeah. hashtag namura's balls hashtag namura's balls smash them gotta smash them <laughs> no 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 what's wrong with you <laughs> Leave right. them alone. well let's land this koopa any any parting words nope all right well hey we thank you guys for listening you guys have been awesome and we'll catch you on the other side
Wait, 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 wait. Uh, whatever. <laughs> what was that? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> fucking, you're like Johnny. You just come in at the last minute and try and fucking steal the scene. <laughs> That's it. All right, man. Bye.